With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. Welcome into the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. My name is Mike. John Audius sits to my left. Hello, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? So yesterday, we kind of thought, with Commissioner Manfred's statement, the framework of an agreement is in place. You're thinking, and Bob Nightingale and others, you know, said that we'll have an agreement. It would appear hammered out by Friday. Okay, so here's my, here's if I'm going to have an argument, it's the same argument I've been having for three weeks. And I just wonder how some really smart people, the people that run the MLBPA and Major League Baseball, its ownership and commissioner and the league owners, they're brilliant people, really good business people, or they wouldn't be where they are. This has been so mishandled from a business sense because what are you trying to do in business? You're trying to make your customer, your consumer happy. You want them to want your product. You want them to feel good about wanting your product. And all they have done throughout the process is misstep after misstep after misstep. And today's another one. So here's the statement from MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark. Quote, In my discussions with Rob Manfred in Arizona, we explored a potential pro rata framework, but I made clear repeatedly in that meeting and after it that there were a number of significant issues with what he proposed, in particular the number of games. So today apparently they've come back with 70 as the game total. It is, I'm going to continue to read from his statement, it is unequivocally false to suggest that any tentative agreement or other agreement was reached in that meeting. In fact, in conversations within the last 24 hours, Rob invited a counterproposal for more games that he could take back to the owners. We submitted that counterproposal today. I just want them to shut up. Just shut up. You don't have to negotiate this in public. Figure the crap out. Stop sharing your bitter back and forth. Yesterday was a good day. And today it's just countered. Today they just throw that crap out there. And you know what it does? And I said this from the very beginning. Just step away from it. 
and tell me when we have an agreement. But they can't do that. They want to continue to release it. And then, of course, you know, radio talk show hosts like myself end up throwing it out there as the lead part of the conversation. Uh, I wish at some level that they could have put out a joint statement yesterday that's saying, although no agreement is in place, we have made progress. We think we have some framework that we can work from and would like to be able to say in a matter of, of days that we have an agreement, although nothing is imminent. That would have been a one hell of a joint statement. So they're stalling, right? Um, well, you still think they're stalling. I do. And and I have a little bit more um, credibility credibility with that statement. Dan Patrick, today, on the Dan Patrick Show that you heard right here on Fox Sports 1070 The Game, had this to say... Uh, after talking with the source, Mike, take a listen, and I'm I'm telling you, I believe this is what's happening with Major League Baseball right now. But my source said the commissioner knows how many games he knows when this season's going to start and when it's going to end, and he knows exactly how many games they're going to play. And I just said, okay. He goes, look, you make the mistake of getting caught up in all of the language back and forth. And he said, you've been covering sports for how long? You know how this works. Don't get caught up in the language. And I said, you can't help but get caught up in the language because, you know, Commissioner one week says 100% coming back. And then he says not coming back. And he said, he's stalling. All this is, let me stall till I get to a point where I say, hey, we can only squeeze in 50 games. And he's taking the slings and arrows here. He's taking the heat for his owners right now. And I could be I could be wrong, my source could be wrong, but I it feels like we we know when we're going to start playing baseball. At least my source says the commissioner knows when he's going to start playing baseball. So if that were the case, they're going to start playing baseball almost the same day that the NBA is going to start late July. Yeah. Which between yesterday, 19 and 31st, I think is what's going to happen. Well, yesterday was the 19th. Right. Right. But, and, and that's 60 games gives you 10 off days ish. Right. Unless I, I guess that the reason I still include the 19th is the, the scenario where they lower it for some reason, they go back down to 50. Right. So I think they're trying to milk another 10 days out of it to start almost simultaneous to the NBA, which is July 30th. If if indeed that's the plan and, and the ownership groups have so, said to the commissioner, you need to fall on the sword for us because this is when this is how many games we're going to play, so this is when it has to start. So you got to you whatever tactics you want to use, this is what you have to do. You work for us. And trust me, that's the one part of this that we all know. The commissioner works for the owners, and under that umbrella is in the best interest of the game. But the best interest of the game is determined by its 30 league owners. So if the owners say, hey, Rob, you work for us. This is how many games we're willing to play. We are not, the players will not win this. This is how many games we're going to play. So that means we have to start on July 30th or thereabout. So by whatever means necessary, we sign your paycheck Get us to July 30. I believe it, Mike. I believe it. I believe that the owners told that to Rob Manfred, and he's and they said, you know what? 
whatever needs to be done, back and forths, are you going to look bad? Yes. But whatever you have to do, we ultimately can dictate this season whenever we want. But we got to make it look like we went back and forth. We got to we got to push it back as late as we can. So how are you going to do that? Make it look like you're doing certain things. Make it look like we're trying to get this done. Make it look like. But the bottom line is, if you believe DP's source, Dan Patrick's source, that the commission already knows what they're going to do. He already knows when they're going to start. He's just stalling until it's time to make his move. They've known this probably for months. No way. Hey, back in March, hey, there's no way we're going to be able to play 100 and some games. We're not We're not going to do that. Now I'm taking it a little deeper. I don't know the exact date, but the point is they know the date now. Earlier today on the Dan Patrick Show, a source that may or may not be familiar with MLB negotiations. Right. Yeah. May or may not. Um, so the whole concept is yesterday there was very hopeful news. I'm not saying today it just fully flies in the face of that, but one of the other things that it seems to be apparent is that one of MLB's, not MLBPAs, but one of MLB's mouthpiece national voices is Bob Nightingale. Nightingale had a lot of information yesterday and was of the mindset that an agreement would be hammered out in the next 24 to 48 hours and that the season would begin here and they would play this many games. So Nightingale, he's not getting that from Tony Clark. Remember we were talking about all this with uh, Ed Werder and Favre and, and the family uh, the family night, you know, all the stuff going on in Green Bay. Ed Werder was the Favre camp. Seems to me that Bob Nightingale is getting MLB sourced information and Tony Clark is doing all this, his stuff on his own from the MLBPA. So kind of messy. I also uh, read the process really messy at times. I also read this afternoon that uh, one owner called the 70 game proposal, hundred percent pro rated pay, everything the players put out today, uh, DOA. So yeah. there, I don't know how much they're actually going to budge. And because we can say, hey, look, they they did, you know, they did increase the number of games. They're up to 60 now. But maybe it's like Dan Patrick said, they have a number. They're just making it sound like they're going to get to that number, whatever that number is. They're making it sound like. Well, in a negotiation, if the owners right. ultimately want it to be 50, the players have wanted it to be 114 at one time. And now the players want it to be closer to 80. And now they negotiated to 70. The the owners uh, put out yesterday or through Manfred that it would be 60 could just be. And then knowing that the players aren't going to agree to anything less than 70. Mm -hmm. Well, we got 60. Well, we can't agree. So then in 10 days, they mandate 50. Right. That's that's Dan Patrick's source stalling concept. The stalling technique. Yeah, exactly. Tom Hardicourt will join us at uh, 20 minutes past four. We'll get his thoughts on this entire situation. Jesse Temple from The Athletic talking about Badger football, getting their work in right now. Uh, Jesse will join us just after the bottom of the hour, first hour of the program. Owen Murphy, uh, who is deeply sourced into all things Seattle. Owen will join us uh, in the 5 o'clock hour today. That's Owen, by the way. Hey, uh, John, did you... 
Did you know that White Claw Hard Seltzer is now available in eight refreshing flavors? Eight of them, John. Each one a wave of pure refreshment. But please, drink responsibly. It's the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game and the iHeartRadio app. So, you know, all winter long, actually, it's not even winter, all late fall long on the, uh, you know, the calendar, because autumn goes until December 20th or December 21st, then you have the winter solstice. This Saturday, John, is the summer solstice, the longest daylight day of the year, Saturday and Sunday. This year, it's on the 20th, which is Saturday. That, so we're reaching the summer solstice. So all year long, I look forward to... The longest days of the year. In other words, this is my favorite week of the year. There is the most daylight this week out of any week of the entire year in the Northern Hemisphere. I despise, it's a little strong, but it's pretty much true, the really the shortest day of the year. I know it's only five days out from Christmas when that happens, but essentially what we are this week, John, is at the midway point. We are... Coming up on on next uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, we're the farthest away from Christmas behind and Christmas ahead of us. Right in the middle, we're halfway through. But I I I want to enjoy what the summer solstice is. I want the longer days. So I have self red carded myself for tomorrow's show. Okay, I just I didn't know if you were aware. I was not. Yeah, so I've self-red carded. Wouldn't it be awesome if a player playing soccer could carry his own red card and just hold it up in the air when he was done? I'm out. NBA's giving the uh, players an opportunity for a self-red card, apparently. So I'm red carding myself for tomorrow's show in honor of the summer solstice. And the Mike Heller Show is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. White Claw Hard Seltzer made pure 5% alcohol with a hint, John, a hint of fruit flavor. Please drink responsibly. So it's a red card for me tomorrow. What do you think of that? I called it, um, I said summertime last night, and my daughter was quick to point out it's not summer. It's yet. not summer. It's not so summer yet, Dad. Sunday, officially, right? Yeah. Sunday's the first full day of summer. So this doesn't count. This and is spring. So the first full day of summer is Father's Day. Why does everybody have spring? Does it's eighty five degrees? It's springtime. Yeah, it's, I, I think they ought to they ought to redo our um, seasonal calendars. Okay, so I mean this is easy. Um, you ready? June first. So December, January, and February are winter. December, January, and February are winter. March, April, and May. Our spring, June, July, and August, our summer, September, October, November, our fall. Simple. There, we've just in thirty seconds or less, we've just reworked the calendar seasons. Next, Major League Baseball. How many games can we do? Uh, we can do seventy. Seventy games. How many postseason like this teams? This year. This year. This okay, not permanent. Okay. Okay, this year seventy games. Um. 
I, I'm I'm fine. Go ahead and expand it because the players want more playoff money for players. Uh, so we'll go to 16. Okay, done. We're done on October 30th. Okay. Uh, NBA, we're good with what the NBA is doing? Yeah, I would make this uh, subtle change. After this season is done on October the 12th, I would start on Christmas Day, uh, 25 days into winter. I would start on Christmas Day, and I would finish the NBA season end of July, first week of August. Okay, got that one done. NHL, you cool with that? NHL's cool. Okay, you, could, okay. you could have the NHL in two hub cities every year. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. That nice. uh, all right, and finally, NFL. We're good to go for just a normal NFL season? Not, Not so, so fast, fast Dr. Mike. Fauci. Come on. What did he say to, at CNN? He's, he, I mean, Fauci. I got said, it right here. Yeah, tell us. All right, so Fauci, Dr. Fauci. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill i like dr fauci but i do think he's he's paid to it's what he's learned to do he's ultra conservative i mean with his infectious yeah, uh, opinions correct. infectious yes. disease yes. opinions yes um or maybe he's just um normal in that realm right like maybe in the infectious disease world they're like conservative what are you talking about this is standard um, but he says, quote, unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and they are tested nearly every day, it would be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall. If there's a second wave, which is certainly a possibility, and which would be complicated by the predictable flu season, football may not happen this year. So basically, he's saying that if you're doing college football, NFL, this is specific to the NFL, you got to have a bubble-like atmosphere. All right. I'm not, I, I, science was my least favorite, okay? Didn't like science, not a scientist. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a dumb preface, like it, somebody didn't know that. My whole issue with, with all of this, and again, knowing just enough to be dumb about it, is that's the least vulnerable population that we have on the planet are these incredibly strong young athletes. I understand that they have some people around them that have compromised, maybe trainers, maybe a team doctor, maybe uh, office staff, locker room attendants, whatever. Who, family. Sure. Well, family. Yeah. But we're, we're all going to deal with that, who are more vulnerable. But if we're saying, again, we, I, I could, people can certainly disagree on this. But when I think of uh, it, and this is different from college, but when I think of an NFL player, NFL team going to do their work, now fans in the stands might be a different thought, but I'm just talking about doing their work. 
They're the least vulnerable population. When they test positive, take care of them. Have them isolate so that they don't spread it. But even when they test positive, John, if if 100 NFL players tested positive in the first month of the NFL season, what percentage is going to the hospital? Less than one? So there's two things, I think, to unpack here. You're not going to answer that? I don't. I have no idea. I mean... <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, but I mean, simply put, very. it's not a vulnerable population. The, the 20-somethings who are strong and athletic get the, get the Rona. They're not going to the hospital. Okay. They just don't feel good for a few days. Two things to consider here. Fauci addressed this specifically on the Dan Patrick Show. I didn't pull that soundbite, but basically his reaction to that is, yes, athletes, for the most part, should be fine. You know, some will get it not at all. Some will get a little bit. Some will get it pretty bad for two weeks and a very small percentage will get it ultra bad. Um, And his whole point is, is once again, the larger point, Um, he said, but it's, it's not about you. It's about us. You know, his point was, it's not just about you individually. That's, you could be fine, but it's about who you may or may not come in contact with. It's about the greater good, the societal good. He also talked about, and this is the other thing that comes up with this, is, yes, I, I'm with you. I think, statistically speaking, most athletes are going to get it, and if they get it, they're going to be fine. Just like the, the the report about the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Texans players, it's June. For the most part, I'm going to assume all those guys will be ready to go by September. Um, but the, June, they'll be ready to go by June. Yeah, they'll be ready <laughs> to go by July. Um Depending on how severe it is. But the other thing he says, and the other thing you have to talk about is it's so once again, it's for not just the players, but for the greater good. And then the second thing you have to think about here, Mike, is what happens with that athlete that tests positive in the NFL with his teammates, with the team they just played. And this is what Fauci was talking about on the Dan Patrick show earlier today on Fox Sports 1070, the game. What do you do now? with the people who, be, who come in contact with him. And that's the real question, because under non-sport circumstances, what you would do is that would you get those people and you would essentially quarantine or sequester them for a certain number of days. The trouble is in the sport, if you do that, you're going to quickly fall apart once a couple of people yeah. get, because you, know, you get half the team is going to. So you got to figure out a way how you can keep the game going without sacrificing or risking the health of the players. Would that mean following them carefully and testing them every day when a person becomes positive, pull them out? You know, I don't know quite yet how that's going to work out. It's not going to be easy. But I, listen, I'm not a doctor. Good thing we always preface a statement by saying, I'm not a brain surgeon. I would think what you would do is you would quarantine Aaron Rodgers for two weeks or whatever the, the recommended guideline is at that time from the infectious disease specialist, and you would test everybody. And if everybody tests negative, I think you would proceed, but you'd have rigorous testing from that point on. I mean, I hope you'd have rigorous testing throughout the entire season. And I think that's how you would move on. I don't think you would quarantine an entire team. Um, now, the issue with that too, Mike, is just because Aaron Rodgers, for example, got it and nobody else got it doesn't mean that Aaron Jones won't show results being positive in three days, right? And then so then the issue with that is Rodgers tests positive on a Thursday. Everybody else is clear on a Friday. You play the game on Sunday. Then Jones tests positive on Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
But I think, wouldn't you think that's how most sports leagues, including the NFL and college football, will handle it? If somebody gets it, well, then you're out, but everybody else, and you have to test everybody, and including the team you played, including all the staff, including all that. So somebody's going to say, Mike, you do it every day. So can I be an idiot for a second? <laughs> I guess so, but Mike, you do it every day. Hey! So they test positive. Well, now you don't have Aaron Rodgers for two weeks. Why? What if he's what is what if he well, tests? Why? If he, because then he'd be out and no, you'd no, run the risk no, of the I, entire I, team I, getting sick. Okay, and the risk is that people get sick, and now instead of losing Aaron Rodgers for, I, I'm seriously answering this, instead of losing Aaron Rodgers yeah. for two weeks, well then now Aaron Jones has it. Maybe he comes down a little worse, and Devonte Adams has it, but he's no, not so I, bad. I, I guess my and then point David is, Bakhtiari I, I, I gets told really you, sick. I told you I was going to be an idiot about this for a moment, but why? Why now half the roster is okay, sick? Okay, and and at what point do Sick players not play. Under the coronavirus, we're going to isolate them. We we have taken an abundance of caution. Correct. But what if we just treated it like the flu? Hey, if you don't feel good and you really can't go, then you really can't go. But if you've tested positive and that you're asymptomatic. That would be an awful look for the NFL. In what, awful in, look. In, right. Aaron uh, Rodgers tests positive for COVID will play on Sunday. Are you kidding me? I told you I was going to be an idiot for a moment, but it's only an idiot because we 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 have, Can you believe the all, backlash they would get? We've I'm all sorry. been pushed in this direction. What if we treated it like the flu? So and so on the injury report well, on people, Friday well, then, uh, was out with the flu, didn't practice, right. but we think he'll be ready to play on Sunday. Well, I think the the issue there and I'm not trying to take sides, but I think the issue there was if you treated it like the flu, number one, it would look awful that the NFL doesn't care about um, their athletes just appearing along, alongside other people that they could spread it to. Yeah. Then those players would go out and then well, because 200,000 people have died from it. That's why. Sure. And and 180,000 of those people have been age 70 or old. Well, older. I still like I made old, that number. I, I know, but I still like old people. I do, I do. I do. You do too. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying like I don't I mean, know why. That... Really love my dad. Right. Okay? Exactly. It's an old guy. Yes. Exactly. Same with my mom and my dad. They're old. I love now. them too. Oh well, thanks. Um. um so I think I guess that's my, why. I guess. I guess my point, and I'm only saying this a little bit as as devil's advocate, and and another way as somebody that is so completely frustrated with what we have encountered worldwide. But if we, John, I, I asked this rhetorically before. We don't have an answer for this. But if 100 NFL players tested positive, do, and, and let's say we know the answer. Let's say they tested 100 tested positive in September, and none of them got sick enough to go to the hospital. We're really shutting it down because people are getting asymptomatic test positives or light symptoms or they actually have a flu that knocks them out for four or five days where they're on their you know in bed at home like i had the flu when i went to the rose bowl that flu which could have been covid even though it's ahead of the timeline the way i felt and i was out for three days and then guess what it could have been i was fine what if it's that what if we go through the month month of september and 120 NFL athletes test positive, and not a single one has to go to the hospital. 
And every time then somebody gets sick, we're going to isolate them for 14 days. And at some point, if we have over 100 tests, we're just going to shut it down. And not a single one of them ever goes to the hospital because of their symptoms. I'm not sure they would shut it down, but I mean, yeah. I well, think Fauci I, is, I mean, I, and I like. Right. I don't agree that Fauci, I, I, well, listen, I don't agree with Fauci. He knows way more than I do. I, I, I don't see the season being shut down because of this. I, I think that it goes back to what he was saying. You just have to have in place your protocols. And yeah, you may look I, back on the protocols in five proto- years. Yeah, I'm going to look at the pro. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Is I'm five yearing it or even one yearing it and saying, you remember when they when they would isolate all these people because they tested positive even though they didn't have a symptom and they would keep them out for 14 days and then they if you know, but not a single one of them ever went to the hospital like their symptoms were minor or no none at all. I think it gets just get gets a, back there, to Hey, listen, there's a frustration level that's that's built into what I'm talking about. What does it get back to? Uh, um just gets back to trying to reduce the spread. I yeah. think ultimately. Yeah, that's uh, why you would probably have Aaron Rodgers out for two weeks. So Badger football is back working on campus, getting some things ready to go. Jesse Temple, the athletic.com. He is our guest Thursdays. And that happens next as we continue. This is the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game at the iHeart Radio app. Yeah. You know what? I like the playoffs. No dickity, no doubt. Uh. Play on, play at. Hey, Father's Day coming up on Sunday. This Father's Day, celebrate dads at their finest at Noah's Ark Water Park. Water Park. Join our sister station, Z104, 96.3 Star Country, and 101.5 IBA FM. And iHeartRadio Summer Series for the Father's Day Flop Contest. All dads welcome. Prizes will be awarded to the winners. Get your park passes at noahsarkwaterpark.com today. Noah's Ark, America's largest water park. Get details at 1070thegame.com. Talking text line is open, brought to you by Stone Innovations. Jesse Temple of TheAthletic.com is on the line with us. Hello, Jesse Temple. How are you? I'm doing very well, Mike. How are you? Yeah, it's a good week. It's good to know that that the student-athletes, football players, are back on campus and doing some um, limited work. So give us a concept of – we've talked about this before. It's not as though any media has access there. But give us a concept of what you know is the goings-on right now with Badger football. Well, we did have an opportunity, local reporters did, to talk via Zoom earlier this week with Ross Kalaji, who's Wisconsin's football strength and conditioning coach. Uh, and that provided a little more clarity on what exactly it is that these players are doing. Uh, Ross said that they've got 100 players on campus right now. There's 123 on the roster. Uh, more are going to be filtering in here in the, in the next couple weeks. Uh, but they've been working out and, and doing some conditioning work. It's just been in smaller groups. You know, sometimes... I feel like every year on Wisconsin's Twitter account, the, the football's Twitter account, you can see videos of guys on max out day, and there's 40 players surrounding them screaming and offering encouragement and high-fiving and hugging. And that's not what's going on now because they, they can't have more than 10 guys rotating in a group together, and everybody's in their own uh, little area. They've got to wipe down their equipment. They've got to wear masks. They've got to social distance. So they're trying to be very intelligent about this. 
uh, and these guys are just trying to work their way back into shape because there's going to be a college football season, at least as it stands now. The, the Division One Council this week actually passed a, a six-week practice plan here, so uh, mandatory workouts are going to start July 13th. They'll ramp up July 24th, and then August 7th will be the first day of fall camp for teams like Wisconsin who open Labor Day weekend. So what do you think when you hear somebody like, what was it, Teddy Greenstein, Greenstein Mike, uh, the other day, say he talked to a, a High-ranking college official. Yep, and in college football that said it's a 50-50 shot. I also read something else today by a college football writer that said he heard 70-30 from someone in the state of Texas, a Texas official, something like that. I could be getting that mixed up. What do you think when you hear these types of reports, I guess, is my overall question? Well, there's inherent risk in what's happening because, as we all know, there hasn't been a vaccine since uh, this outbreak started several months ago. And so nothing's really changed other than the fact that there's more testing available and that people have devised methods to potentially socially distance. But, yeah, I mean, I worry, too, just someone as uh, who covers this for a living. You look at what happened, say, at the University of Houston, for example, and they had so many uh, players that tested positive for COVID-19 that they had to uh, halt the, the off-season workouts. And so, you know, if something like that happens, obviously it's going to significantly hinder the ability for a season to happen. And so right now we're just sort of waiting and seeing. These schools are testing players and coaches. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we just have to hope for the best. But uh, there's there's natural risk. And, and I don't know what the percentages will be, but uh, certainly there's probably going to be more people that test positive as we move forward, the, the more these guys are around each other. So when do you think we'll know um... – about and who will release this information about a plan as to what happens if the college football season starts and somebody tests positive when when do we know that what do you think the timeline for that would be i really can't say right now i mean this is just it's good news this week that the ncaa at least has a plan devised for what a an off-season and preseason camp will look like you know i think it would depend on the circumstances right i mean we see schools right now that release information daily really uh, depending on what school you're following, that says uh, we've tested X number of players, this many players tested positive, or they're they're symptomatic or asymptomatic, and uh, they've been in they're you know they're in quarantine now, and so uh, I think schools are trying to figure. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Figure out how to get a handle on this, and if it's a small number of players or one or two players, if they can quarantine them um, and, and figure out who else has been in that space and quarantine them as well, and maybe you can keep this thing going. I just think it's a great unknown right now. People are trying to put plans into place to have everything go off without a hitch. Uh, it's going it's to be hard for that to happen, but we'll just have to follow along like everyone else. Jesse, when's the uh, last time we heard from Paul Christ? 
Well, the last time local reporters had an opportunity to talk to him was early in March. It was uh, the week before spring practice was supposed to begin, and he was previewing spring practice. Uh, we're actually going to get an opportunity tomorrow morning to talk with him via Zoom. Uh, so this will be the, the second time that uh, that we've spoken to him since the Rose Bowl, which was over five months ago. So I'll be interested to hear what he has to say. What are you most interested to ask, e- even if you won't get the direct answer what are you most interested to to dive into i mean i'd love to ask him questions about specific position groups and players but i I'd probably get some of the similar answers that i got in march which is that they needed to see these guys on the practice field and they never got that opportunity in spring ball i mean i'd be curious to hear what their plans are for certain positions on special teams in particular because there's just a lot of question marks on who's even going to be competing for roles uh, but beyond that um you know i'm interested to hear just what how he views where the program's at right now and what his plan is, uh, assuming that uh, this NCAA plan does happen, to ramp things up and get ready for a season. You know, I'm also interested in your view of what your most interesting position battle is. You know, because a lot of us think, and certainly I do, um, think of the running back. Uh, and and I know that there is going to be position battles on on the offensive line, um, but but I'm curious as to how the running back group, how that running back room plays itself out. Keeping this in mind, that I guess it would be three years ago now, going into camp, we didn't know what Jonathan Taylor was. Uh, is there that guy? And if there is, who might he be? So I'm going to plug a story I've got coming. It's running the, the second week in July. It's a massive story. It's called State of the Program. It's an annual series we do for every major college football program. Uh, and it's a huge look at every position group. I uh, had an opportunity to talk to Joe Rudolph uh, and, and Jim Leonard as well uh, to go down every single position group. Um, and in the running backs, you know, I think – they're looking at it the same way we are, and that Nikia Watson seems to be the guy that is capable of taking the reins from Jonathan Taylor, like Taylor did three years ago, just because Watson is the guy who fulfilled the backup role last year. Um, he would seem to be in line to do that, but you're right. There's a lot of intrigue around Jalen Berger coming in, the four-star running back from New Jersey, and then Isaac Arendo and Julius Davis. There's a lot of talent there, and it's completely unproven on the college level. Garendo has one carry on a jet sweep and one catch in the Rose Bowl, Davis redshirted last year while recovering from a core injury, and Berger's coming from high school. So uh, I should mention Garrett Groshek, too. I I think he's clearly capable of being more of an every-down tailback, but might be that third-down guy that we've seen the last couple years, and he'll lead the group. But you're right. There's a lot of carries to be had because those 320 carries that Jonathan Taylor had last season uh, are going to be up for grabs. Yeah, and, and, and it's curious to me that it hadn't been done by committee at Wisconsin for a few years, right? I mean, I don't know the last year you would say the running back room was uh, by committee, um, but it's been a while because once Melvin took the reins, then JT took the reins. So it's been a minimum of seven years, six to seven years, since they've had a committee that was in the room doing the work. Yeah, and I should say, well, the last time I had an opportunity to talk to running back coach John Suttle, which was two days before the Rose Bowl, that's exactly what he said, that he expects more of a by-committee approach next season. He had already spoken to the running back about, hey, it's going to take more than one guy to replicate the production of John Taylor. And I don't know that you can necessarily even replicate that, obviously, because he won the Doak Walker Award two straight years. So this is not something that happens every year, uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the case if one guy emerges. Settle would love it if one guy emerged and ran at a John Taylor-type level. Uh, But they're in a position now where they've got a number of guys that they can evaluate, 
And again, that goes back to why practice is so important, why practice would have been important, and what you miss when you don't have those 15 practices. So the opportunity to get those guys back into a setting where coaches can see them and evaluate them is going to be huge. Um, John wants to know, even though you won't ask it, um, have you seen or heard anything specific about Graham Mertz? <laughs> um, I don't have anything new for you. I oh, mean, no, uh, right. I've, 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 you know, I, I did a story a couple of months ago when I talked to his dad and his quarterback coach, uh, private quarterback coach, about what he's been been working on. But uh, you know, I just hope I have an opportunity to watch some practices this fall. I have no idea what that's going to look like. If there's going to be access for reporters, you know, it's a really tricky situation because and you're uh, introducing new people into an environment where you're trying to keep these guys healthy. So I don't even know if I'm going to get to watch him before there's a season. Right. So we'll see what happens. Rumor has it, uh, this is sources say, that he's grown three inches, took a full <laughs> second off his 40 time, yep. and has added 30 pounds of muscle. Uh, and he throws, he throws at, uh, what, 89 yards? From his air? knees. From his knees. Yeah. I don't know how accurate these sources are, yeah. but he certainly looks – he certainly looks jacked from uh, from seeing some of the photos, See? even in the before spring practice, uh, just how strong he was. Um, and I know his dad says he's put on a lot of good weight, and uh, we're we're certainly going to be uh, paying attention to what he's up to in the future. I know Here that. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know you plugged a little bit earlier, but plug again. What do you got coming up, and what's what's the big story you got uh, that you just plugged again? Yeah, well, tomorrow I'm going to have a story off of our Zoom conference with uh, Paul Chris, which, like I said, will be the first time we've talked to him in uh, over three months. Uh, and then next week I'm going to have a story uh, from my one-on-one conversation with Jim Leonard, uh, really diving into the defensive back that he has to work with. Every single guy who was a contributor uh, in the secondary is back. It's sort of astounding that he's got that much uh, depth. So he talked about that. Um, and like I said, I'll have a story running uh, in early July, it's called State of the Program. Uh, I just turned it in today. It's over 5,000 words. It's about Dang. everything involving the program. It's every position group with, with Rudolph and Leonard uh, describing what they see and what they expect, uh, recruiting, schedule analysis, uh, and what the uh, what the outlook is for this season. So be sure to check that out in the future at The Athletic. Side question, how long would it take someone to read 5,000 words? Yeah, if I read it out loud, just as like, a narrative, I don't is, know. It, I, is it, it 11 like minutes? Is it... You know, what's a 5,000 word article? I don't know. I don't know. 20, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, we got to make it worth a while. So it's like a sitcom. What if, what if we booked you on the show after the article was out for you to just read the article, like an audio book on tape, like a podcast. I I think I might fill your entire show. So, you know, if you're hurting for summer content from Uh the the three to six block, we can negotiate. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Side, side question. So it takes 20 to 30 minutes to read. How long does something like that take you to write? Just about. That. Uh, it took me. It took me more <laughs> today. Uh, it took me. It takes a while, but uh, you know that's that's why we we spend a lot of time putting these together and setting out a plan, and and we've been running them for a bunch of other schools as well. So this day will come soon, and I hope Badgers fans check it out. All right, very good, Jesse. We appreciate it as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care, Jesse Temple, theathletic.com. dot com. All right, so I did my um, over the top frustration with the uh, with the Rona mm-hmm. and my idea on. Just let them play. They're going to be fine. Let them play. Um, elicited some response. Jeffrey said, because it's the most deadly, contagious virus we've ever known. I get what you're saying, Heller, but the above is why. And then uh, True North Yoga tweeted at me and said, wow, you are cold hearted. Ice in the veins, not just about hospitalization. Hashtags. Uh, Post effects. 
to health. Stay safe, dude. I agree with True North Yoga and Jeff. (laughs) You are cold-blooded, Heller. Cold-blooded. Again, cold-hearted. I'm I'm saying cold-hearted. I'm saying this out of frustration. But if 100 and let's say 200 NFL players test positive, and not a single one of them would have to go to the hospital, they're just laid up with the flu. Well, did we overreact? I'm asking. I'm cold-hearted, I guess. Sorry. I'll try and warm up. Can you imagine the headline? Aaron Rodgers will about the play headline. on Sunday. Listen, I know, but it's I part it. of it. I know, but but we have uh, we've built that in. I'm saying if once we have the perspective of the rearview mirror, four to five years down the road, remember when you shut down whole leagues and everything and none of those players ever even went to the hospital? Right, but, but the, it's not about the individual uh, uh, players. Let's see. Tom Hardicourt, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online, our baseball insider, will join us in about 30 minutes as we continue. This is the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw, Hart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game and the iHeartRadio app. This is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. Hour number two on a Thursday afternoon. It's the Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Tom Hardicourt joins us in 20 minutes. Major League Baseball has more rhetoric, more back and forth being floated out there today that is not productive. Leave it alone for now. We'll visit with Tom about that in uh, less than 20 minutes. Owen Murphy will join us in an hour. Who? Owen Murphy. Who are you with? Never heard of him. Uh, oh, Owen, yeah. Oh, Owen, yeah. Former co-host guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he'll join us in the 5 o'clock hour. I've been red-carded uh, by me. I red-carded myself for tomorrow's show. Take advantage of the greatest weekend of the calendar, summer solstice weekend. Longest days of the year. It's fantastic. Love it. And, you know, so uh, so I'm off tomorrow. Uh, John, will you you got things planned for tomorrow? No, you we get- are going to talk about sports stuff, sports and stuff, and some other things. It's going to be a great show tomorrow. Don't miss it. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> oh, never. Mind. Maybe I'll listen you, to the maybe, podcast. As always on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we got that going on. So welcome aboard. I I am um, watching golf as as we go through this process today on the program. Got a monitor uh, hooked up to what we're seeing on the golf course in the PGA Tour. Remember when you, I asked you earlier today, said, can you hook that monitor up in studio so I can watch some golf? 
Got a monitor hooked up to the uh, cable, and that cable's sending a picture onto that monitor. Right. Moving pictures. Moving pictures. Uh, so welcome into the program. This is the Mike Heller Show. My name's Mike. That's John Audius right there. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? This is What's Up. What's up? What's up? Get what's up? Get it. I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's What's Up. All right. Here's What's Up. First with Major League Baseball, Mike. Union counters what the owners proposed yesterday that was 60 games union comes back 70 games uh john Heyman tweeted uh this afternoon owners are not responding positively to players counter proposal owners believe they'd had a meeting of the minds that the number was 60 games to me i go back to what i've been saying here now for maybe a week it's it seems from everything you're reading that this is a big old stall technique until the owners and Rob Manfred get what they want. And Dan Patrick today said as much on the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports 1070 The Game. Mike, take a listen to this about what he said, a source said, to him about MLB. But my source said the commissioner knows how many games. He knows when this season's going to start and when it's going to end. And he knows exactly how many games they're going to play. And I just said, okay. He goes, look, you make the mistake of getting caught up in all of the language back and forth. And he said, you've been covering sports for how long? You know how this works. Don't get caught up in the language. And I said, you can't help but get caught up in the language because, you know, Commissioner one week says 100% coming back. And then he says not coming back. And he said, he's stalling. All this is, let me stall till I get to a point where I say, Hey, we can only squeeze in 50 games. And he's taking the slings and arrows here. He's taking the heat for his owners right now. And I could be I could be wrong, my source could be wrong, but I it feels like we we know when we're going to start playing baseball. At least my source says the commissioner knows when he's going to start playing baseball. If uh if Dan Patrick's source is accurate, then what you're looking at is a resolution in about 10 days, and then baseball would begin when basketball begins, July 30th. If you begin Major League Baseball on July 30th and you end on September 27th, you'll have 50 games. That it, So if, if what Dan is hearing from his source is accurate, then you won't have an agreement until the end of next week and then by the following end of the following week players would be at camp they would need three plus weeks and you would begin baseball on on july the 30th you would coincide with the start of the nba season in orlando's bubble how much longer can they stall if that's the case i mean can well, I mean, they stall another almost two weeks? I mean, listen, yesterday's deal was that you would have a deal worked out by the end of tomorrow. Bob Nightingale said 24 to 48 hours there will be a deal in place. And yesterday, Rob Manfred said that we have the framework. Well, today, Manfred's having to come back again off of the Tony Clark statement. And Commissioner Rob Manfred saying, this needs to be over until I speak with the owner's I can't give you a firm deadline. Manfred's take on the meeting with Union Chief Tony Clark and Clark's assertion that Manfred only offered a proposal, quote, 
I don't know what Tony and I were doing there for several hours going back and forth and making trades if we weren't reaching a- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill agreement yeah what's the point manfred now is tony clark kind of threw manfred under the bus a little bit earlier today saying we have we have no agreement there is no framework for an agreement and now manfred's going back and saying what the hell were we doing yesterday if we weren't reaching some semblance of an agreement? To be fair, I kind of side with Manfred here and the owners. And, and just that particular point is, what do you think this is about? We just wanted to come over and chat for a while? Like, There's a point to our conversation, wasn't there? Again, we'll, we'll get, um, we'll get wow. a better understanding, uh, or as much as we can, when we visit with Tom Hardercourt coming up at uh, 20 minutes past the hour. I'm also curious... As to how two of the things that were in play, one, that the DH will happen this year and next year, which means that the DH is now in both leagues forevermore, how that impacts Ryan Braun and the Milwaukee Brewers. Side question. (laughs) Walked right into it, Mike. The other part of this proposal is the DH. So I've got three questions for you, and then we'll hear from Tom Hodricourt. I didn't know that you were doing this. That's okay. Who's the Brewers' DH? You want me to answer that? Yes. Well, mainly it'll be Ryan Brown, Braun. Okay. Or Brown. Uh, Ryan Braun, but Avisel Garcia may be. Someday. But someday. the main DH should be Braun? It could be. So what's Braun, that mean for the outfield? It could out- be Justin Smoke. What's that mean for the outfield and first base? Well. Is Bruce so, Braun going to so play some first base? You have Justin Smoke, Logan Morrison, and Ryan Braun as first basemen. You have. Avisel Garcia and Braun maybe splitting some time in the outfield, but mainly so Garcia's I think to the outfield. Braun's the DH, and Smoke is. But first. Smoke and Morrison are both. Uh, Smoke's a switch hitter. Logan Morrison's a left-handed hitter uh, with power and Braun. So you've got a right-handed hitter in Braun, a switch hitter in Smoke, and a left-handed hitter in Logan Morrison. You got a three-for-one first base in DH. So two of the three are in the lineup daily. Yeah. Okay. And then what's that mean? Last question on the DH. What's that mean for Braun in Milwaukee? Last year, the deal. Does I, this I, help extend his time in Milwaukee, well, or is this it? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good question. And and rather than me, I, I'd rather hear what Tom Hardercourt thinks of that question rather than what I think. How's that? Okay. Well, we'll ask Tom Hardercourt. Will you remember? Uh, No. Hey, Mike, remember how much crap we give the SEC in Alabama for their horrible non-conference schedule we have for years and deservedly so well guess what i saw this tweet today after ohio state and alabama agreed to a home and home series remember the badgers and bama have a home and home series starting i think in 2024 yes so then somebody an sec guy uh laid out 
Alabama's home-and-home football series schedule starting in 2022 and going to 2035. I'm just going to name some of the teams they're going to be playing. Texas, USF, and Wisconsin. Florida State and Wisconsin another year. West Virginia and Florida State. West Virginia and Ohio State. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Georgia Tech, Oklahoma and Arizona. Virginia Tech. These are all part of the uh, non-conference opponents for Alabama from 2022 to 2035. Can Am I allowed to give Alabama a round of applause for actually... Um. Upping its non-conference schedule, yeah, or yeah. is there something? Am I missing something? Well, the the problem is, is, is part of it is an SEC issue because they only play a conference game, so that means they're going to play four non-conference games, and three of them are going to be soft. Two or three of them, and any three in, of them are going to be soft. In well, most Florida years. State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Ohio well, State. It's been a while since Florida State. Virginia, been anything. I yeah, know, okay. but still. So this year, just in the interest of fairness, this year it's probably crap. They'll face Southern Cal. To open, okay. Then Georgia State. Two weeks later, they'll play Kent State, and then later on, they'll play UT Martin. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking more to three 2022. Of the, three of the four typically have been really soft. And, you know, Nick Saban will stand in front of the podium and say, "Look, we play USC. We play in Wisconsin." He doesn't sound like that at all. I mean, that they're playing somebody every year. Yeah, they're playing one somebody and three nobodies. For paydays. Well, yeah, but I'm talking long term. You can't just flip around it. and say, hey, we've it. got. I, I'm, all I'm saying is yeah, yeah. this is more of an SEC. Hey, we've got issue. Michigan next year. Why don't Ohio they State? play nine conference games? Uh, I don't know because they yeah. want all their wins against the non conference. They yeah. want to be able to schedule those. Uh, so, in other soft words, opponents. when they play those four non conference, they're playing a third of their schedule against nobodies, and one of those. Three. Yeah, but my point is they're changing. Is it's changing. Sort of. Yeah. There are some big-time college right. football yeah. blue bloods on Correct. that list for the next 15 years almost. Right, and you know why they're, they're scheduling out that way? It's because Saban will be gone. He won't have to deal with it. No. And it'll be Dabble Sweeney's problem. Uh, what do you think about, ooh, prediction? Uh, Fauci telling CNN uh, about the NFL this year. You quote, really want me to go here? Unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and that they are tested nearly every day, it'd be very hard to see how football is able to be played this fall. If there's a second wave, which is certainly a possibility, and which would be complicated by the predictable flu season, football may not happen this year. I, I and Here's my response to that. Doesn't, wouldn't your protocols for testing, I mean, you'd have to have rigorous testing. Wouldn't your protocols negate that? Like, you would still have a season, just that if Dak Prescott got COVID, he'd be out for two weeks. And if anybody else got it, you'd just have to put him out. Like, that doesn't mean there wouldn't be a season, right? Well, that's, what, that's what confuses me. Like, yes, there could be a second wave, but, I mean, there's not going to be any fans. I mean, I, I think I've kind of come to that conclusion. Or limited fans, if any at all. So why well, wouldn't you be able to play football if everybody got tested? Because it, it um, part of that depends on what that testing and protocol is. So let's say if you had direct exposure, let's use the most common name here, Aaron Rodgers test positive. So the day before, they're in meetings with Jordan Love and... Uh, with their socially distanced with, guidelines that the NFL probably puts out with face masks and everything else, but just saying yes. Sure, yeah, so Colin Kaepernick is in the quarterback meeting room yep. and Jordan Love and... and Boyle. And, yeah, and your head coach, Matt LaFleur. Are they all 
quarantine. Because in our work environment, if you test positive, because we're working in the studio, even though, even though we're socially distant, uh, there's a fair chance that because I have exposure, direct exposure to you, that I'll be quarantined as well. The NFL's policy is going to have to be subtly different from that. They're going to test every day. And if they're testing every day, especially once you've been exposed, uh, as long as you don't have your own positive test, you're not going to be quarantined. But that's a that's a variation. It's going to get so rule. messy, though. It you're is, right. A it's it's going to get pretty messy. It could get pretty messy, but I don't know. I hope he's wrong. Uh, and finally, Mike, I saw this from Sports Center, ESPN, uh, talking about the one and done era in college basketball. And they wrote an article about this: the top fifty players in college basketball during the one and done era. That goes back to 2007, all right? So yeah. here's who they put out on their Twitter graphic, and I believe this is listed in order. I think. College basketball's top seasons of the one and done. Zion Williamson, number one. Now, I don't know if the rest falls into line because they don't have numbers, but these are the seasons that they're listing. Steph Curry, 2008. Davidson. Anth- Wait, what? Steph Curry, Davidson. 2008 season. Anthony Davis, 2012, Kentucky. KD, 2007, Texas, and they put Frank Kaminsky's season of 2015 as one of the best seasons during the one-and-done era of college basketball. So best single season in the one-and-done era, not best one-and-done. Not best one-and-done. It's the best season during the era spanning the last 13 years. That's pretty awesome to see Big Frank listed up there next to Kevin Durant and Zion and AD and Curry. They're all stars in the league. I mean, listen, Frank was... It just makes me reminisce about that season and yeah. how sh- great it was. You should watch that Duke game again. No, I don't want to watch that part of it, but... Man, Wisconsin had Every two I- NBA guys. Oh. National Player of the Year. Yeah. They didn't even have plays. They just played basketball. I, I was I was going to be negative, and I, I, I stopped myself. I don't know. It just made me think about how awesome Kaminsky was. I thought it was pretty cool that he was in the uh, that list with those guys. And isn't it hard to figure sometimes how that translates to the next level? Because Frank hadn't translated to the next level. Right. And we thought, thinking, what a great shooter he is. He and is a great shooter. Why, why hasn't that part translated to the NBA? I mean, we even talked about... Would Frank have been a good fit in Milwaukee? Now, he's not the rim protector that Brooke Lopez is. But Brooke is... Is Brooke Lopez a better shooter? I mean, maybe he is. Maybe he's turned into a better shooter. Anyway. All right. Um, Tom Hardicourt will join us when we come back. We'll get his perspective. And Bob Nightingale just tweeting out uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred, quote, We're at the same place. We want to play. We want to reach an agreement. We're doing everything necessary to find a way to play. Hopefully by agreement. Hopefully by agreement rather than a mandate. Tom Hardercourt is our guest next as we continue. The Mike Heller Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game and the iHeartRadio app. Keller Show presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. White Claw Hard Seltzer made pure 5% alcohol with a hint of fruit flavor. Please drink responsibly. 
Talk to text line also open, brought to you by Stone Innovations. We'll get to some of your calls and texts in a little bit. Tom Hardicourt, our Brewers and Baseball Insider. He is our negotiation expert. So, Tom, <laughs> that's unfair. That's unfair to put on anybody. The rhetoric that goes back and forth yesterday, I thought, um, was the best news day in baseball since March. Uh, and then today, they, they maybe they sensed that we were being optimistic and said, no, nah, no, hold on, reality. Uh, they're going back and forth uh, today, throwing one another under the bus a little bit, huh? Yeah, so th- this is this is what I've decided, Mike, about uh, when I'll believe that they're actually going to play baseball this year, that they'll have it. Be- this is when I'll believe it. When I'm sitting in the press box and I watch the pitcher throw the first pitch of the first game, upon which I'll announce, won't this bickering ever end? <laughs> yes, apparently it has. That, that is now my position on negotiations between the owners and uh, the players. Because for the second time, Mike, and we've talked about this, for the second time, they've been unable to agree on what they agreed on. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Tony Clark and and Rob Manfred have a face-to-face meeting on, what, Tuesday night? And Manfred comes away from it and makes a statement that um, says, uh, you know, they have a framework for a deal. And everybody starts, um, you know, saying, all right, finally we're going to have a deal. And you know what? We should have known it was too good to be true when the only response that night from the union was a tweet that said, reports of an agreement are false. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the tweets. As soon as I saw that, I said, oh, man, that, I don't like the sound of that. You know? So, you know, and then we're, this has always been an argument about the number of games played. And so let's explain to those who don't understand this, <laughs> why that is. Players, you know, have demanded from the outset that they be paid pro- rated salaries for the number of games played. And they finally, after many, many uh, proposals back and forth, have got uh, the ownership side to agree to that part of it. But, and here's the big but, owners say the more games they play with no fans, the more money they'll lose. So therefore, they don't want to play the maximum number of games. The players do because it's more pay for them. The owners say no. Uh, because it's more losses for them. So this has always been a struggle and, a, and an argument about how many games would be played. I think the very first union proposal was like for 120 games. Yeah, it was 114, right, I think. Wasn't that the, the yeah. baseball put yeah, out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, way over 100. And, you know, the, the, um, the owners have always been a lot less than that. Uh, Manfred's always had in his back pocket the ability to implement a season of their own choosing, which everyone assumes will be a very low number, probably in the 50s. He said he wants a negotiated settlement, not implementation, but they, they just can't agree on it. And um, so, so it doesn't sound that hard, right? 70 games um, for the union says they want 
60 games ownership says they want a difference of 10 to divide by two. What is that number when you divide 10 by two? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Five. Yes. So it seems like 65 is where we're headed, right? But the rhetoric today, <laughs> I mean, owners sound like they feel they've been jilted and they just don't want to hear it. You know, I, I think it's $250 million difference between 70 and 60, so I guess half of that for 65. But um, they just don't, you know, it's like we've budged enough. This is all we're budging, you know, and so. Um, so now the, the, they, in, the, in that regard, many people feel that now it is just a stall tactic until uh, Rob Manfred mandates that here's what we're going to play. It's going to be 50 or 55 games. We'll start on at the end of July. So some people right now already believe that it's just a stall tactic at this point. The owners are convinced that this is the number of games they're going to play, and that's it. Yeah. You know, I think um, to, to, whether it's going to be 60 or 70 or somewhere in between, I think it has to be decreed before next Monday, you know, because you got to give a week to 10 days for the there's a symbol. They wanted. They'd want them back in camp by the last week in June, with a hope. Hopefully, starting sometime in mid. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So we're getting near the end game of this, but how ugly is the end going to be? And our grievance is going to be filed. And it's just, is this just going to be the worst atmosphere ever around, you know, teams getting ready to start a season. That, that's, that's what you have to wonder, you know? And, uh, I mean, every time that we think there's some conciliatory nature uh, in, uh, between this group, we find, it, it's just not. You know, I hate to say that they hate each other. I don't like using that word. But they definitely don't like each other. Talking with Tom oh. Hardercourt on the <laughs> mic. Go. Sorry, I had the wrong button pushed in there, Tom. Talking with Tom Hardercourt of JS Online here on the Mike Keller Show. All right, so one of the things I think that we're going to agree upon between the two sides is that they'll be the DH, right, for this year right. and, and next year and then probably after that. So what's that mean for the Brewers? And I'm assuming that has something to do with Ryan Braun. And if it does, what's that mean for Braun as far as his future in Milwaukee? Well, I'm glad you brought up the DH because – I tweeted, um, I think, right around dinner time last night, that um, the proposals between these sides are going to have the, we're going to have the DH this year and next year, 
and then the CBA comes and we'll definitely have it after that. So therefore, just consider the National League a designated hitter league. Well, that's been the most viral thing I've ever tweeted. There's been 11.9.7 million responses to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I can't count high enough to know where it stands. Right. But let's just, let's just, <laughs> but I did not, maybe people are just so stinking tired of hearing about squabbling over negotiation. They're just ready to talk something about the game itself. But that DH thing just freaking took off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, did you, did you guys notice that? Did, and did you guys think there was that much passion both ways about the DH, it kind of took me aback a little bit. Yeah, and I think um, I think two twofold. Yeah, I think there's a lot of passion about the the DH. There are a lot of old school. We could do a whole show on it. Tom, people to be that honest. just yeah. just want the 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 double switch and the strategy that goes along with it. And then I think of it this way, um, Tom, is that the Brewers have a bunch of decisions to make. You got Justin Smoke, right. Logan Morrison, Ryan Braun, um, first baseman DH uh, triad, if you will, because obviously El Garcia, Kane, and Yelich would appear to be your daily outfielders with a fourth in there. I mean, they yeah. got they can make say, make some decisions on Smoke, Morrison, Braun, three for right. two, right? First baseman and DH. Right. Hey, so before we talk Brewers yeah. specific, um, Mike and John, yay or nay on DH? Where do you guys stand? Just- I, I'm I'm yay, Tom. Um, uh, on the DH, I just think that the the from an offensive standpoint, and we need more run scoring, more run scoring opportunities. And the pitcher is just not uh, a capable hitter, with rare exceptions. I say yay as well, Tom, because I mean, how long has okay. it been since? The L hat. It's been like fifty years or something like that. I, we you mean the you mean the one year experiment that was put in place <laughs> in the seventies? <70s>? Yeah, <laughs> I mean we don't have this with any other so, sport where the AFC or NFC or the East or West and the NBA have like a right. different type of lineup or rules. Right, right, exactly. Well, let me just throw this out there. Whether I like it or not, I will tell you I don't like the two leagues have played by different rules, right. and yep. I think I think it causes all kinds of hiccups in the postseason about who it favors and doesn't favor, depending on whether it's an AL or NL city. Uh, when the NBA gets to their finals, one conference can't shoot threes and the other cannot. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. I mean, they don't they don't play by different rules. Baseball is the only game that has different rules about the way the game's played in the two leagues or conferences. So anyway, um, so back to the Brewers. You know, what would upset me if I was a fan is if I thought it hurt my team this year because it's going to be thrown in so quick with rosters already, you know, players already signed and everything. But the Brewers, this should benefit the Brewers. You know what? They, they had no idea when camp was stopped exactly how they were going to get Ryan Braun at bats. And this guy's still a good offensive player. Well, you stick him in the DH spot. And then you have the outfield you wanted all along, Yelich and left, Kane and center, and Avisail Garcia and right. And then not only do you get smoke, plenty of at-bats at first. Logan Morrison, if you want, you know, he was busting home runs left and right down there in spring training. So the Brewers will be fine and, and probably be better. You know, was it cool when Brent Soder, Brent Suter homered off Quake Kluber? Yes. Was it cool when Brandon Woodruff, uh, homered against Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. Yes, but was it cool when Jimmy Nelson blew out his shoulder diving back in the first base yeah. in Chicago? No, it was not cool. So, 
And I, and I like the strategy, and you definitely take a lot of the strategy away. But here's the way I look at it, guys, especially this year in a truncated season. Pitch in, it's not going to, guys aren't going to be going seven and eight and nine innings. You know, this, these games are going to be chopped up among two or three or four or five pitchers to begin with because these guys aren't going to be stretched out. So I, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings any to have DH this year, the way they're going to have to chop the pitching up. And because it gives Ryan Braun a bet. And who knows? Maybe he'll play beyond this year now yeah, yeah. if, if you do. Because, um, it looks like the DH will be here to stay. So, uh, and there's one that he can still swing the bat, but what's always concerned Craig Council is how many games can he play him in the field, you know? So, guys, uh, as my, as my uh, buddy Drew Olson likes to say, is my logic flawed there on this is good for the Brewers? <laughs> no. Your logic is not flawed. Uh, by the way, 1,100 <laughs> comments on the DH tweet, Tom, 4,900 retweets, and 7,000 likes. That's my record. I've set my record. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm disbanding my Twitter account as soon as we hang up. Flip the bat, Tom. Flip the bat. I want to go out in a blaze of glory. Hunter Court out. That's, that's the out. mic drop. Uh, Tom, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll visit next week. Okay, you guys take care. Right. Stay well. Thank you, Tom. Tom Hardercourt, Milwaukee Journal, Sentinel, JS Online. That's a lot of... That's a lot of activity on a single tweet. Yeah. What's the 5,000 retweets, basically? Dude. That's big time. Yeah. Look at that. That's a great looking tweet right there. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I had some ideas on that Brewers depth chart I want to share with you. Let's talk a little baseball on the field, huh? You want to do that? Yeah. Because Tom uh, yielded some of that there. We'll get to more of that conversation. The uh, talking text line is open. Love to hear from you. Brought to you by Stone Innovations. The largest, most experienced stone fabricator specializing in fabrication and installation of granite, marble, and quartz countertops. 877-729-1070. That's the talk. Call us or text line. Text us. 877-729-1070. The Mike Kelly Show presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game and the iHeart Radio app. So I want to get to our, uh, our Brewers conversation on some of the depth chart, I think, that will make itself into the game when there are games, and there will be games. I have no doubt about that. However, I do have a doubt that it will be reached to an ag- with an agreement. Uh, John Heyman, tweeting out uh, just about nine minutes ago, said, Rob Manfred did tell Clark in a phone conversation last night that he could make a counterproposal but made it clear that 70 games was simply impossible due to second-wave fears and health experts suggesting doubleheaders were inadvisable thanks to the fear of players spending too much time together. Some of this to me is laughable, that if you were at the ballpark to play a doubleheader that with the players spending that much time together, oh boy, I don't know that you could do that. You might, uh, you might get more positive tests. What if the game goes extra innings? Come on, what what the hell is going on? But, some of this stuff is just some of this stuff is simply garbage. Simply garbage. But Fauci was on uh, DP today. I don't have this cut, but one of the things he did talk about was that time frame, like. 
when you start talking about late October, that's when he said that's when the second wave is starting. So okay, I, I, mean, I, I I think it's plausible you, for baseball. You, you, just under, for, you understand? I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. I was, gonna, I was just going to I was just going to say I think it's plausible for baseball. Plausible for baseball to say we don't want to push this back. Uh, with fear of, of of the second wave, and well, and on top of that, it's it's cold in November. Significant in many parts of the country. Significant fear of the contract obligation they have with postseason money from TV networks. That I mean, let's cut to the chase. It is about money, and it's about doing everything they can to guarantee that that money is not compromised. But the concept that says we should finish by the middle of October, it's like saying. You can't play the back half of October for fear of snow. You can snow on October 10th. You can snow on November 10th. Nobody knows right now when you're going to get your first snow in Minneapolis. They also can't tell you right now when and where COVID would become an issue again with a second wave. Or if. Dr. Fauci can't tell you if, when, or where. Now, there is a, a greater preponderance of possibility that the deeper you get into autumn. But in what part of the country? If if we're playing and let's say they're neutral. So are you saying that Major League Baseball should have more games and play into November? No, I'm saying that the, we're going to – it's like the doubleheader thing. Or the players spend too much time together more susceptible to testing positive. I think it's a bunch of BS. I think if you really want to cut to the chase, stop using the other reasons. You have a fear of compromising your dollars arrangement with the networks. That's the fear, and that fear is corona-based, and I get it. But don't tell me that you can't play doubleheaders because if players are spending that much time together, they're more likely to contract the disease. Stop, or the virus. Stop. That, you're, all you're doing is you're conflating the argument from one to the other. The owners don't want to play more than, let's say it's 55 games. That's what it's going to be. They, they're okay with 60 but when the players come back with 70 and full pro rata means that they're getting another whatever percentage is 70 over 60 full pro money or pro rata money. Um, and in order to do that, they're going to have to play some double headers when major league baseball comes back and says, well, there's more fear of testing positive for COVID. When it's kind players, of a BS excuse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I, I, I just want, I don't want to be, I don't want major league baseball, the MLB PA, commissioners owners to think we're stupid what are they just as consumers we're not dumb we're not just going to take their word and go oh yeah well this is what it is we're not sheep well that signals to me they're running out of stall tactics they're running out of good arguments but you make it but you make it in that way one dimensional if you're in the stall camp that means that your belief is that this is being fully dictated by Major League Baseball ownership yes. and thus the commissioner's office. Yes. And no um, no issue on the other side that the players have no responsibility in this or the MLBPA. Well, I mean, they want their 100%. And I think Major League Baseball is has always had the number. Okay, so let me general... right, so let me t- let me ask let me throw a wrench into that conspiracy theory that Dan uh, Patrick had out there earlier today. It's not a conspiracy theory; it's a sourced statement. Okay. Right, but the source statement is is a conspiracy. Well, no, I mean I I wouldn't look at it like that, but okay. All right, so yesterday they say they have the framework in place for a sixty game season. 
But the MLBPA says, no, we won't do it for less than 70. Who's, whose issue is that? If, if you're of the mindset that says Major League Baseball is stalling to get to 50, then why did Rob Manfred had out there that we're okay doing 60? But then so, the they'd ML- have to, so they'd have to wait for the response, and then they'd have to wait for the counterproposal, and they'd have to wait for this. Yeah, you get ahead of them and say, hey, guys, looks like we're good to go. So that way, when they come back and say, actually, we want 70, well, now, well, hold on. We got to go back to the drawing board because I thought we had something with 60 guys. So now we got to take a day to listen to that proposal, vote on that proposal, come back with our proposal. What's wrong it's, with 60? It spreads it out. What's wrong with 60? What do you mean? What's For the players, it's, yeah. it gets back to the money. Yeah, I know, but we're talking about a full 100% pay for the 60. Right. I, I agree. I'm just saying that's that's why you say I, what I, you I know, say. But I, I guess what I'm looking at here is that I think there is blame to be had on both sides, and Dan Source says this is all an MLB owner's deal, that they're hard on their number, and that's it. But couldn't the uh, Players Association have agreed to 60? And then doesn't that theory go away? If it, well, Probably because they know that they won't agree to that. Why right? won't you, they? Because they want more games. They want more money. So they're going to always push for okay. more. So and you then, put out a number that gonna, you know that you know that they're not going to look at. And then I'm going to back it up again and say that is, that is loggerheads between a players association and ownership because the players association says your franchises are worth billions of dollars. You can lose money up in a year. We need to make our money. That, that, is, that is labor force versus owner. That is as old as time. From a from a loggerhead situation when they don't agree, that is, you know, I the- really feel. So here's my bottom line: I really feel the owners and Manfred. The more this goes on, the more you read stuff from like Bob Nightingale when we had him on earlier this week. The owners have their number. It's probably between fifty and sixty ish games, and they have their number of of money with salaries and everything, and it's it's in a range and. They are going to do everything they can until they get to that number. And they know the only way to get to that is just to wait. Because you can't you can't give a low number and then say, Yeah, let's start the season. Like, well, wait, we've well, how many off days are we gonna have now? They they have their amount of money, they want to take a hit, they've always had it, and now they're just waiting. They're just waiting until it they can finally implement it. I don't know. I I I listen. Obviously, that goes out the window if by tomorrow or Monday we hear that um, we're going to start uh, July 23rd and we're going to play to September 30th and we're going to get 66 games in or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like they have their number and they're just. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
because you can't implement your number. Because if you went higher, well, then all of a sudden now, because they won't go, because the players won't go for 70% at 89 games or whatever, right? So, and they probably, the owners probably would have done that, but it's always about having that number, uh, that dollar number of losses. So Nightingale just tweeted out um, that with views of Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, um, that MLB players make a 70-game offer, the owners reject, two sides are between 250 and $300 million apart. And isn't that the number that we had the Jeff Passan soundbite a week, two weeks? I don't remember at this point. And that was, I think that's about the number that we're talking about, where it comes down to something like $11 million per team difference on average that these two sides can't come to an agreement on. Jeff Passan was talking about that two weeks ago. It's the same number. They're just waiting for their number. You know what? I got uh, um I got a little bit fooled on this thing yesterday. How's that? Well, because of Manfred's uh, statement yesterday that the MLBPA didn't reply to the statement immediately, didn't do so until later last night on Twitter with a simple uh, statement saying we don't have an agreement yet. Um, there is no agreement right now or whatever the specific wording of that was. I've been waiting so long for something good in these negotiations. Mostly, I've been smart enough to ignore the rhetoric and have said so on the station here and on the show repeatedly. Ignore it. Just plan on baseball. I thought initially, when I was saying this a month ago, that baseball would be July the 4th. And Which makes a lot of sense, by the it way. It does. Yeah. And and when it's all going to come, she's going to come to shove and they'll play baseball. It's going to be sometime on or about July 25th to July 30th, which allows them time for 50-ish games. 50 to 55. 60 is tops. 60 would have been playable if they started on July 17th, which appeared, that was the number or the calendar date that was out there yesterday. That, with... The rhetoric the last two days, unless they come to an agreement over the weekend, tomorrow or over the weekend, then July 17th is out. So then you get back to that July 25th through the 30th, and then you're playing a 50-game schedule, which, if you want to be a cynic about this, maybe owners had that in mind all the way. That's hey, what Dan's saying. Yeah, coming up uh, next in What's Up, Mike, will we see an NFL season? Huh? Wait till you hear what Dr. Fauci has to say. Plus, I've got who to avoid in uh, fantasy football in 2020. For a guy that I really like, um, I'm, I don't want to hear from him right now. <laughs> and I do. I like him. Why do you roll your eyes at me? I'm not. Yeah, you did. This is the Mike Keller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. A Fox Sports 1070, the game, and the iHeart Radio app. is the Mike Heller Show. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. Everyone loves White Claws. Call or text the show at 1-877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Heller Sports. Alongside John Adias, here's Mike Heller. think of uh, which direction to go here as I get my Friday night started on a Thursday night. Watermelon, tangerine, and lemon. 
Just some of the refreshing flavors for a White Claw Hard Seltzer. Hard Seltzer with flavors. White Claw Hard Seltzer works. Please drink responsibly. So I give you the choice, John Audius. Watermelon, tangerine, lemon. I'm a watermelon guy right now. It'd be a watermelon kind of day. Is that kind of a day? We see high 80s, high humidities, lots of sun. Are you okay that I'm red carded for tomorrow? You gonna be all right? When are you getting red carded? It's a good question. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah, tomorrow we're talking baseball cards and video games. So, big show tomorrow. No, you're not. Probably not. Uh, it is the 5 o'clock hour, and we welcome you in on this beautiful Thursday. Longest days of the year are at hand. Uh, summer solstice is coming up this weekend. That's uh, that's good. It's uh, a lot of daylight. I'll, it's my favorite time of the year. I, 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 I don't mind Christmas, but I hate the, the darkness. And uh, so this is all good. I'm fired up about that. I'm not fired up about Major League Baseball, although I still think what's going to happen is they're going to play 60-ish. They're going to start the last week of July-ish. It's just all this rhetoric is bad for business. It's bad for business. They ought to know better, but they don't, uh, which is, that's dumb. That's that's my word for it. It's dumb. Welcome into the Mike Heller Show, which sometimes is dumb. John Audius is here. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? You know who else is uh, on the line with us? From Seattle, Washington, the Pacific Northwest, from the fish market, Owen Murphy. Hi, Owen. Uh, yeah, I'm not in Seattle, Washington. I'm here in the booth with you, of course, in oh, Madison. Oh, yes. I didn't even see you there. Yeah, it's a good to it's see the you. illusion of radio. Uh, air high five. Air high five. He's right air over there. Hey, oh. Hang on a second. Oh, hang on. Oh! Got the white claw. I'm, I'm going white claw. I'm going water tangelo. <laughs> Tur- Turducken-gelo? I like the way you mix them hey, together. Hey, have you guys ever heard of hey. someone making a drink with beer, with beef broth? No. Like a, like what? Like a... Mixed drink? Yeah, so I produce a morning show, and this guy, so we're, you know, it's, a, it's called KXP's radio station here in Seattle, but it's an internationally owned station. We had a listener in Minneapolis who was about to start painting uh, one of his rooms, and he described this drink that was, um, he said, uh, I'm, I got to get to work here doing some painting. Uh, I'm going to, it was like beer and beef broth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not right. Beef broth or, and vodka? Maybe I don't know. I, I was like, we're not playing that request. I don't know what song you want, but you've got bigger troubles here. We're not touching whatever you want to hear. The bullshot. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's disgusting. So careful how you hey, say that. Look, I, I'm mad right what, now. You're maybe, angry. Well, okay. well, maybe I'm not mad. Maybe I'm a little disappointed. But, All right. Okay. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm on the Twitters right now, and I'm looking at a tweet from NFL on ESPN. Now I work for ESPN, so okay, I'm not mad. I'm just a little disappointed. Did you see this? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't, so, I don't um, think so. So Twitter is a thing that, no, I'm, um, you know what Twitter is. Uh, NFL on ESPN tweeted out, pick your quarterback. They gave you three choices. The first choice is Patrick Mahomes. That makes sense to me. Okay. He is an excellent quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs in that area of the country. Lamar Jackson, another choice. Perfectly great. Uh, the third choice is Aaron Rodgers. There's three choices. What is missing? What is wrong with this tweet right here? <laughs> Uh, no Russell Wilson. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers is not the third best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's not going to get very many responses. He's going to lose this for sure. 
Who's he, going he, to was, he was set up, to, set up to fail. Aaron Rodgers yeah. set up to fail in that. So it's comment well, for Rodgers, retweet for Jackson, and like for Mahomes. 39,000 okay, likes. Yeah. 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 7,500 retweets. Aaron Rodgers is like uh, Celebrity Jeopardy and SNL with Sean Connery. He's negative 7,212. <laughs> Zero <laughs> comments. Speaking of your mother, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. Well, that was I'm important. glad you did. That's like yeah. oh, that's like an yeah. anvil that you just let go. I'm, hey, you must feel fresh now. Uh, fresh and like like a summer's breeze. Thank you for asking, um, Mike. What you, are you saying that the the, the whatever is going on in Major League Baseball? I can't keep up with it. I was listening to you guys. I don't even care. Uh, um, you're, you're saying it's bad for business. Is that is that your big take there? This is bad for business. Well, I'm, my my sentiment all along is that. Go ahead and, and go fight with one another, but this is not the time, like all other times for labor negotiations. They want to make it public. They want it to go through the media. They want you to take sides. Mm. Now is not the time for them to put this out there and have the consumer take sides. Because why, you, know the side, you, think, oh, you know what the side is? Anti-baseball is the side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or there's people like me who just don't really care that much. Um, uh, but I'm curious. So. You you think they're doing this on purpose? That they're leaking information? Well, cl- clearly they are. They they uh, always. I think I think yeah. the mistake that they're making right now, oh, is that all of labor negotiations in pro sports for collective bargaining, all that has always gone through the media because they do want you to. They want to curry favor with mm. their consumer. But I think in this case, they they would curry favors toward the owners or towards the players. In this case, the mistake is they they haven't. They haven't recognized the mood we're all in in this country. Hmm. The mood that we're all in is not to listen to their crappy labor negotiations. This should have been done privately, and they can fight with each other as much as they want. That they have used, you know, uh, John Heyman and you know Bob Nightingale and all the other nationals and and, and Jeff Passan and others, I think has been a fundamental mistake on both sides. That they are hurting the consumer, so and so. Here's where I disagree. Uh, I, I think they understand that they have a monopoly in this in this regard. For obviously, the sport in itself is monopoly. They own summer in in the sports world, uh, and they can kind of do whatever they want because people always come back. They always have, and they probably always will. I mean, they struck they struck in 1994, and, and tons of people said, "I'll never watch baseball again." Y'all came back. It's a it's a bunch of uh, hooey to me. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to see people not come back, you know, make a, a strong point. Cause this is to, everything you're saying is absolutely right on, except for the part where I disagree in that, uh, <laughs> they always come back. They always do. Um, people like their baseball. Well, the NHL thought they would always come back too. And, and then they didn't, you know, they yeah, lost the I, whole season. And well, then they, I, they that, lost that, their television deal with ESPN. Yeah, that, that's deeper, though. It, it, it wasn't as popular. It's not as embedded in uh, the larger country, the United States. I mean, but the NHL, I mean, how does Gary Bettman keep that job? I mean, the weirdness of where they've uh, launched new teams and how they've built the league, it's, I, I guess there must be tons of money that we don't know about because, uh, I mean, I haven't followed hockey in 20 years. Um, I, I don't know how that guy keeps his job. Honestly, I, I've ne- I've never understood that. And listen, I, I we all get, you know, Goodell's not a very popular commissioner with the fan base, but yeah. man, the owners love them some Roger Goodell, 
and, and for the most part, other than the the you know the Kaepernick situation and and the protest side of things, uh, the players haven't loved him so much. But he yeah. has been an incredibly successful commissioner, um, and right now uh, I think that uh, Rob Manfred is um, he is going down a Gary Bettman path. Although the owners are liking him. You know, yeah. So uh, we'll see how that goes. John, do you want to do a what's up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I mean, if you want to, only if you want to. Yeah. I mean, we can. Uh, yeah. Let's get the latest from baseball, and I got a couple other things okay, I want to hit. Okay. And uh, go ahead and hit that button and do your thing. Hey, fellas, what's up? This hey, John. is what's up. What's up? What's up? What's up? Get it? I don't know. Nothing. What's up with you? Here's what's up. All right, so here's what's up. The latest from baseball is the 70 games by the players to the owners, although I did see some tweets uh, about, here's John Heyman earlier this afternoon, owners are not responding positively to players' counterproposal. Owners believe they'd had a meeting of the minds and that the number was 60 games. So let's uh, put on our prediction hats. What happens with Major League Baseball in 2020? Hang on a second. No, no prediction hat. Here's what I'm going to say. You guys need to stop talking about this. It's it is a circular conversation. It goes nowhere. There's no point in talking about it. It's not interesting. I'm saying no mas. I say 55 games, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm going to listen. I, I'm going <laughs> to. I got nothing. <laughs> Thank God you have nothing. Because who cares? All right. Uh, good talk. Uh, uh, <laughs> Now, I'm going to bring this up in the context of fantasy football, but it has nothing to do with fantasy football. It's more so predicting next year. So I saw this headline from CBS Sports, 2020 fantasy football bus. What does it say about the Packers that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones are both listed as potential busts this season? <laughs> what was that? I got I got shocked for a second there. I stepped on a duck. Oh, it's getting so hot in here. How dare they talk about our quarterback that way? I mean, Owen just uh, said Rodgers doesn't even deserve to be on the same uh, I'm tweet. I'm not saying as... he's a bust. Yeah. But what is a bust for Aaron Rodgers? And how concerned are you that those two guys have to Bless shoulder you. so much of the burden of the 2020 season? Owen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, let, Mark, let Mike talk first. Mike? How concerned am I? Not at all? I don't care? Um, I, I'm, I, I was convinced kind of from the beginning that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a very good season. I, I think it's. Uh, I think that Matt LaFleur's second year of offense in Green Bay will be much better. I think that the Packers and Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur feel much better about their wide receivers than anybody else, much like David Stearns and the Brewers pitching staff over the last three years. Uh, I think the Packers, in that regard, will be just fine. It, it, to Mike, me, why do you think why do you think Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur are on the same page this year as opposed to last year? It I seems think, like there was some kind of issues there. Uh, I don't think there were issues uh, last year. No, I, I mean I don't. I don't think there no. were issues last year. I think that there is a growing process with um, you know the entire career of Aaron Rodgers had been under one head coach, so it's the first time in his life he's had to transition. The language was different. The philosophy was different. And I think Matt LaFleur was um, beginning to institute, and it was going to be a soft institution of the offense. I think this year it'll take a much deeper route. I think this is the year, Owen, to watch the Aaron Rodgers-Matt LaFleur relationship because Matt LaFleur is going to take more ownership of how the offense operates. And if Aaron Rodgers deviates more, 
And I don't think he did last year. But if he deviates more, then I think there will be an issue. Last year was a honeymoon era. Real quick, not yeah. only the language was different, but some of the language was the same, but the concepts were different. So sure. Aaron Rodgers, after doing something for a decade where he yeah. knows this one word means this, well, now this one word means something totally different. And he had to learn all of that. And I think that definitely played into the issues that the Packers had on offense. Well, I'll say this. I, I hope this duo and this team uh, mixed their... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Super Bowl. I, I'd like to see them win another Super Bowl, actually, of course. Uh, and part for this, you know, for a number of reasons, but for this reason alone, because if Aaron Rodgers only wins one Super Bowl, that is. I hate to say it's kind of a blemish on his career because he was the best and on, on Ted Thompson's career and on his career because he was the best quarterback in the NFL for a number of years. And to not w- only win one Super Bowl is um, is a crime. What if your boy Russell Wilson only wins one Super Bowl? Well, hey, it's already a crime. They should have won two. Hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch and walk towards the podium, my friends. <laughs> that yeah. is the du- it what is if, easily if- the dumbest call in Super Bowl history. Uh, in my recollection. What if Drew Brees only wins one Super Bowl? Uh, hmm. I don't right? think Brees has had the same talent around him that Aaron Rodgers had. And I don't think Brees was ever the best quarterback in the NFL. What if Dan Marino never wins a Super Bowl? <laughs> what if Fran Tarkington never wins a Dan Marino? <laughs> you ever think about that? Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of the talent around uh, Aaron Rodgers, I saw this one, guys. I dug this up myself at ESPN. The all- decade team from the NFC North. <laughs> so, on offense... Wait, is that the thing I sent you? <laughs> oh, that might be the thing you sent me. <laughs> Good work, John. What do you guys think of this all-decade team on offense? Here are the Packers. Do you want me to list everybody or just the Packers? I'll list everybody. Oh. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Running back, AP of the Vikings. Wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Jordy Nelson, and Devontae Adams. Kyle Rudolph's the tight end. Bakhtiari talking about. along the offensive the, line, along with the, Bulaga and Sitton. The, the Packers have seven people on this all-decade team, and they won one championship. You know, yeah, but it's a, so, a, okay, hang on, hang on, Mike. Let's hear. Here's what we're going to do here. Okay, we're going to make a pie. All right, and I'll pie. We cut a pie up. Okay, you want to you want a pie with ten slices or twelve slices? You make the call, Mike. Or six slices? You tell me. Say that one more time. You were kind of getting a little muddied there. You have oh, a pie. Sorry. What's going we're on? We're making a pie. We're cutting it up. I'm gonna. It's a blame pie. We're gonna make blame for why the Packers only won one Super Bowl. Okay, cut it up. Let's say ten slices. How many slices go to Ted Thompson, Mike? Um, five. Five. five half the slices? slices. Whoa. Okay. How many go to uh, That's Aaron Rodgers? Good for a decade. Um, one goes to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, one goes to Aaron Rodgers. Then, so then four go to Mike McCarthy. Yes. 
Oh, that's interesting. I I'm gonna go. Hmm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go three, 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 one. I'm gonna go. Uh, Ted Thompson three, McCarthy three, Aaron Rodgers three, and the rest of the team one. I'm gonna go three for Thompson, <laughs> three for McCarthy, one for Rodgers, and the rest of the team three. You just stole my idea. Come up with your own stuff. John. I don't think Ted yeah. Thompson deserves half a pie. Yeah, yeah. I mean he deserves he's half a he's pie the, for this reason: is that for he drafting never, Aaron Rodgers? No, he never played in free agency. Oh, for developing the only time he played in free agency, and he had success for developing one Charles of the most consistent uh, young yeah. and draft and develop. No, teams no, no. It's, it's a it's a fair critique. No, but it is, but it isn't. Yeah. It, 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 what is, part of it isn't? Because you don't just hit home runs every time you go to free no, agency. No, but I tell you what, you don't hit any home runs if you don't swing the bat. Thank you. That's exactly right. And he, didn't, here's, here's here's he didn't swing yeah. the bat in free agency at all. And by the way, the most successful franchise in the same era has played in free agency and not worked through the draft. They've brought players in and out ridic- at ridiculous levels. Well, they've done England. both. In yeah, they've done both. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the other you thing. You have to do both, Ted, and, and Thompson, Ted, Thompson, Ted was a really yeah. good draft and develop. He did one but, of but them really well. This. He the didn't Packers the were really damn good during Ted Thompson's yeah, time. Everyone gets your point. I know, but just because <laughs> he didn't dip in free agency, like you can't for sure say, well, if he had and you know converted okay, there's 30% no question. of the free agents, okay. that they would have won three Super Bowls, two Super so, Bowls, okay. another so Super that, Bowl. That's a, a fair, fair enough point. There's no guarantee Not there, really. but you're wrong. Uh, but but, <laughs> but um, let me. Here's the other thing. Now, here, here's my question. Here's the other reason to give T- Ted Thompson maybe another slice of pie, John. Should Ted Thompson have fired Mike McCarthy when McCarthy lost Aaron Rodgers? And the answer is, of course, yes. Or maybe, or no, I don't know. Well, yeah, you, you might have had to make that harder decision earlier in the process, without question. They have yeah. one more significant opportunity now. Keep in mind, part of this, the part of the pie should be divvied out to injury. I mean, Aaron Rodgers lost a significant portion of two seasons with a broken collarbone, so there are two years okay. where you give away opportunity because Bad your luck. franchise is hurt. Bad luck. Yeah. Well, but, unless but you bring other, in, have, a, have a good backup quarterback, so when Aaron Rodgers comes correct. back, correct. Okay. And, and, so, and like, so for example, Colin Kaepernick was around then, correct. And where was that? That was on Ted Thompson. I just think it's yes. funny that Ooh. there's like seven guys on the team, and we talk about all the talent they had, but then we give Ted Thompson half a pie for all the talent that they had. <laughs> like, look at how much they dominated that's, the North with all this good. talent, but yeah. he gets half the pie because they didn't have enough talent. <laughs> What, what? What? Look at that! All those well, guys okay. are Ted Thompson guys. Part of this is depth of talent, right? Okay, sure. I guess. And, and, and I'm telling you, I think they have a legitimate shot to win three Super Bowls under Aaron Rodgers. The one that they won the year yeah. after they're 15 and one. Now that one, I'm going to put on McCarthy. They're 15 and one, and they there's no right choice. But you you didn't play your starters in week 16, and oh, then after a bye a week, one. you played the New York Giants, who won a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers played very poorly, missed open receivers, and you were out in a home game when you were 15-1. and one. Yeah. And then the onside ooh, kick game in ooh. Seattle. So you had three chances. The Super Bowl you won, the year after where you're the best team in the NFL and find a way to lose in your first playoff game at home, yeah. and you lost in Seattle, and you were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Which which one of those three examples, or the, the two examples, the Hanside one and the Giants one, which one hurts more? Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Without question. <laughs> it should that's hurt. My God, that's terrible. It's the doggiest dog game of ever. <laughs> hey, real quick, Hard Knocks heading to L.A. this season. 
Going to follow the Rams and the Chargers, by the way. That's you, exciting. Yeah, premieres yeah. Uh, August 11th. Part of my hope was, honestly, uh, I'm not up. kidding, part of my hope was last year that Green Bay wouldn't make the playoffs. So the, <gasps> Packer, the Packers would have been hard knocks this year. Because the rules against you can't have a new coach and you have mm. to have missed the playoffs for two straight. And Green Bay would have been that team. Wait a second. You were cheering for the Packers and not No, it would have been a it, fan. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, yeah, I just said it, didn't I? Yeah, Natty says to yeah. hear it's uh Natty tweets in at John Audius Radio and Heller Sports. Well, hey, Natty. He says, Nice to hear Owen. He's as goofy as ever. Uh it, it probably goofier, actually. Yeah. Um we Mike, can... Mike's nicer Mike's nicer to me now though, so it, it works better. Here, Owen taught me this tease. We'll have more coming up next. <laughs> This is the Mike Heller Show, presented by White Claw Heart Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game, and the iHeartRadio app. In the He's position the, to the win. Guy, no, the, in the, order to the, be in the position to win, you, you have to have had, what I'm trying to say. You have to have multiple what about the aspects. Defense? And that's what what I was trying to say, too, and we're all talking at the same time. So when you're talking at the same time, then what happens is a funny bit that I love. No one told me we are going to do this. <laughs> That's where babies oh. come from. <laughs> on and the, that's uh, the true meaning of Christmas. On the talk and text <laughs> line brought to you by Stone Innovations. A few of them in on that. Uh, when I was talking about the uh, going ahead with football, because Anthony, uh, Dr. Fauci said on CNN earlier today that the National Football League ought to be operating in a bubble similar to the NBA if indeed they're mm. going to play at all this fall. And I just went on a bit of a tirade on that earlier. Jay and Sumpuri says... You just don't know. It's unlikely, but still possible for someone to die. You can't just assume everything will be okay. That's ridiculous at this point. Talking about whether they should isolate players if they test positive, even if they're asymptomatic. Um, on another front, Jay and Verona says, for cripe's sakes, the Packers <laughs> made the NFC Championship game last year. They're fine. Jeez. That's exactly what he wrote. I read it verbatim. Does he talk like that? Well, when you write like that, I'm going to interpret. Oh, for cripes sakes. The Packers oh, made the NFC Championship game last oh, year. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You're doing like a Scottish Wisconsin yeah, accent. It is. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's Jay from Verona. That's who he is. <laughs> he's, people he's from Scottish Verona Wisconsin. Speak. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I ask you guys a question? You can. Yes. Ask us anything. Um, John, you so want to play Ask Us Anything? Yep. All right. Truth Ooh. or dare. <laughs> <laughs> Truth or dare. That's not I've, the game oh, I want to play. Never mind. Never mind. I've, I've never uh, played that game before. Uh, anyhow, yeah, um, that's the truth. <laughs> that, that, there's no dare. That's not the truth. Uh, so I was just looking at uh, Brewer statistics. You know, as I do, it's because it's a Thursday, uh, and it's a, it's a family tradition that's passed down from generation to generation. And I was looking at Josh Hader, and he, the guy, his stats just blow me away. You know, 2018, 143 strikeouts. In, I don't know, a bunch of innings, uh, 81 innings. Last year, 138 strikeouts in 75 innings. On baseballreference.com, they've even got simulated stats, and he's doing very well this year in the games he's never played. Um, uh, my question for you this, where do you rank him in terms of stuff in all time for the Brewers? Like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Ben Sheets is in that conversation. I don't know, Pete Vukovic or something like that. Uh, like, where does he rank for you, Mike, in terms of all time stuff? for Brewers pitchers ever. I like that question for Mikey Baseball. You know, uh, you. Th- to, wow. to me, um, he's similar to Dan Plesak. Right. So Plesak came on board. He 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 was really a hard-throwing left-hander who had a, a fastball and a slider. Um, yeah. My 
guess on Hater or my question on Hater is in this two year window we've seen him in, he's as good as anybody that's done it in a two year window. The question on a guy like that is can he can he do it in a six year window? Can he do it in an eight year window? Because he's yeah. right now a two pitch pitcher and one of the issues and this is a little weedy on baseball. One of the issues with him last year that we saw here because we followed it every day is that for the first third of the season, half of the season, he was a one pitch pitcher. Oh, there, he would he went almost a month with like throwing ninety eight percent fastballs, and right. I don't think you can live in the game doing that. And we've seen him in some of the key moments, especially in the postseason, where. He's been beaten. Well, the problem is if you hit Hater, especially last year, it was a home run. It was a home run. It was literally <laughs> yeah. a home run. You get contact with Hater, it's a home run. Otherwise, you're striking out. It was home run or strikeout, and it was literally that. Um, but I think it's interesting, Mike, that I mean, when you look back, let's say Hater has reached his peak and he had this great two or three year window, whatever, however you want to view it. Um, don't you think you'll look back at him and, and, think very fondly like he was one of the hardest throwing brewers ever one of the most dominant type of of uh relief pitchers ever yeah for the brewers right even even on this just what he's done now that's it just the two-year window like that's greatness what we've seen from him in two years is it not or am i being too dramatic no it is <laughs> it, no it, it, no you're not being too dramatic um my my question is we're caught in the moment we're caught in the moment. It, it, the Brewers have had other very flashy two-year, three-year closers that have been brilliant. But not the level of strikeouts. Because that's what captivates No, no I get us. it. John Axford was kind of this guy, but he was a right-hander. Hmm. And then John Axford, it, people caught up to Turnbow, him. Turnbow, Derek Turnbow. Derek Turnbow. They, they were that guy, and then the league caught up to them. How do they adjust? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know I don't know the answer. Yeah, for two years he has been as brilliant as as you could be. However, those who watch it daily also see some of the big moments, and he's given up big stuff in big moments. All right. So what was the deal with the Fauci thing we were going to talk about? Well, Fauci told CNN today that that football may not happen. The NFL, in his view, yeah, that, he's wrong. Yeah, that well, and I agree with you in that front. <laughs> That, you know, I think that's an over-dramatization. Yeah. I mean, it may not happen, but it's going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he says, unless players are essentially in a bubble, insulated from the community, and they are tested nearly every day, it would be very hard to see football, how football is how, able to be however, played this fall. Yeah. And however they get there to where they can play relatively safely, that's how they're going to get there. If they got to put them in a bubble, that's where they're going to be. You know, the problem is, is that you've got all these teams. How do you play games you know uh and keep a field uh, in shape i mean I, I don't even know how you do this it's a it's a logistics nightmare yeah you can't do it like you're doing it in the nba you can't put them in a couple of hub cities and and make yeah. it go you can't, that's there's, not there's no, there's no spring training nah. cities like in baseball no that's that's not yeah. in play um but i guess in his world he's saying can each of these nfl markets isolate their team so like yeah. the, you like know you have rules for your players like the, this these are the rules we're doing you're not going anywhere you're staying in your house we're traveling like this you're wearing masks 
You're doing all this. You're getting tested every day. Okay. So you're doing I'm going to hokey pokey or we're turning this sucker around. around. You're going to put your left foot yeah. in. How, That's how, what it's how, all about. How about you take it one step further and you do what the NBA is doing in Orlando, but you do that in each of the NFL markets. So what I'm saying is that the Green Bay Packers are staying at the Hilton Garden Inn. And that's their home. They don't get to go to their houses. Everything will be taken care of. But for that, you know, uh, four and a half months, they go from uh, stadium to the hotel. Stadium to the hotel. And they do it every day. And then all they have is their charter. And then there's a hotel that's been (laughs) cleansed out. You know know what I mean? I mean, that's what Fauci's talking about. He's not talking about having them go home. Because if they go home, they can also go to a restaurant. They can also go to a grocery store. They stop well, at a I mean, gas you, station. You saw, you saw like uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys and those guys had a party. And uh, there's between 10 and 30 people there, right? Yeah, it means um, there was 30 people. they ended people. up testing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 to 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? But here's the thing that's funny. Like um, some young athlete, they catch this stuff. Uh, um, I mean – most people dying are 65 and older. So what yeah. does that mean? You know, uh, you know, it feels like, the, you know, it's funny, like it's hard to wrap your mind around what all these statistics means in terms of cases and deaths. Um, because you start kind of thinking about it. And it's like, well, does this, you know, and you start breaking things apart. Does this, is it that significant for a younger population? No. It's significant for the younger population that's in, uh, that's, um, in contact with older population sure. and some young people will die from this, but um, to what extent and to what percentage? And I don't know. It's, oh, it's this a is, lot to think about. Yeah. There's a, and certainly it's hard to, to um, fully wrap your brain around, but this is what I was talking about earlier that I got uh, called out. Oh. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill a little bit on on the twitter um well, people shouldn't call you out because you're our friend good point um <laughs> is that i said what happens when we have the uh when we have the ability to look back on this so when we're two years down the road and then you look back on it and i'm going to hypothesize and say yeah. you know in 2023 we look back on 2020 and say Remember when you isolated football and basketball and you had all of those players, like let's say in the NFL, that during the course of this year, there are 400 positive COVID tests from once they go to camp to the end. And of those 400, not a single one of those players spent a night in the hospital. Not a, not, none of them. It essentially yeah. is, like for many people, right. it is asymptomatic or it's, it's a pretty bad flu. And, and if in, in three years we look back and say 400 positive tests they had in 2020, not a single player went to the hospital. 
but they shut down a portion of the season for it. That's my issue on this. Is that well? It's, it's funny. Your hypothesis, though, is kind of this. It, it, it is kind of Pollyannish, right? You know, uh, because the the general, uh, you know, when a certain amount, when a hundred cases come in, a certain percentage of them do end up getting pretty sick, right, and dying. Uh, not so not in you, that. Not in the healthy um, twenty. You know, twenty one to to thirty eight year old, forty year range. Yeah. But I mean, right. I, yeah, and I, I'm I'm speaking without exact numbers. I'm just saying, what happens when we look back on this time? Will we say that we overreacted, or yeah. will we say that we reacted properly? Yeah, I mean, the problem is there's so many unknowns. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's so. This is one of the, this is one of these topics where I, I don't like pundits going after experts, right? Um, uh, because it it feels like with all these unknowns, people are doing the best they can. And you've got different states doing different things, some to uh, more success than others in terms of cases and deaths, but no one really knows. Uh, So, you know, I get the cautious approach um, and I wouldn't want to be in Florida right now, but at the same token, I, I, you know, I sure as hell wouldn't want to be in New York City right now, you know, and those are two entirely different approaches. And, And certainly you wouldn't want to own a business because if you're following medical science, uh, it do, it does not fly in concert with the free market uh, society, uh, business right. owners, NFL owners, and I'm talking about business owners. You take it down to the to the core level: restaurants, bars, um, day spas, um, salons, uh, barber shops, and we we get a second wave in October, November, and they shut that down again. That doesn't; those two don't marry very well. But it's it's a fair point to bring up. Uh, we we have one more segment with Owen Murphy oh, as we continue. <laughs> this is the Mike Heller Show. It's presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On Fox Sports 1070, the game and the iHeartRadio app. The Mike Keller Show, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, now available in eight refreshing flavors. Each one a wave of pure refreshment. Drink responsibly. Owen, let me ask you. Owen Murphy, by the way, joins us. John Audius is here with me. Owen, uh, honest question: hmm. What have you missed? I, I I was talking to somebody at uh, Red and White our wine bar the other night, and, and and I they said they really haven't missed sports. Mm. They're not that much into baseball, and yep. they they feel like they've kind of, you know, other than things being shut down for quite a while, they've kind of gotten their family life back, and that the TV not being on live sporting events on a regular basis has been kind of freeing. Have you missed anything? What have you noticed? Well, so, you know, I know I shouldn't say things like this, but I, I kind of stopped following baseball for a while here. Sure. I, like, a couple of years back, I was like, it, you know, it, it comes around to April or late March, for God's sakes. And I'm like, oh, my God, 162 more of these? Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> Game 48, fourth inning, 100 pitches in. Oh, alone outside. You, just like, you can hear the poor part of that play guy just ready to tear it out. Please throw some strikes. 
<laughs> if, I could, if I could change a few rules, one would be I'd make that strike zone bigger. Uh, <laughs> and then I'd make the, the base pass a little shorter so that the bang, there'd be more bang-bang plays at first base. So just to add a little more entertainment, my God, the game. So uh, I haven't missed baseball that much. But, you know, look, come fall, football is absolutely the best. Now, I have a different perspective on it because I'm on the road a lot for, you know, uh, producing games for ESPN nationally be broadcast over the radio network. Right. But you can't, you can't deny like tailgating and going to a game yeah. or getting together with buddies at, at your home or their home, cooking up food. There's, there's a community is built there. Right. Or for me going on the road and, you know, like we, we had, uh, you had ben, Jason Benet on a few weeks ago and, and seeing him and the crew that we work with, uh, and they're just incredible people, you know, and, and you just, you, you get right in your groove and you're, doing the d- dumb things you always do sure. that should get you fired maybe uh you know but they don't um well, and uh yeah so well, i don't know i mean i'll if, if, if by fall if we don't have football yeah i'll absolutely miss that sure uh if, if when they reconvene and the nba wraps up um on october the sure 12th, and time i miss it like i love sure. the nba playoffs it's a huge thing to miss well will you let's say it's uh i don't it doesn't matter who the champion is if it's I'm bucks in. lakers clippers raptors Will we care. view the champion? Will you view the champion differently? Oh well, I don't because who it's cares? because uh, well, I think it. I think history will look on it, and I'm just curious as to your vantage point. Well, um, I don't want to answer that question. I, I want to talk about instead, like uh, how how much. Here's what I'm. What, what what gets me excited is a is a game where the teams are moving the ball, right? Uh, you know, like in 2011, the Spurs completely changed around their team in terms of how they attacked. Uh, and and there, the ball was constantly moving. The score was up. Things were happening. The Warriors, this run with the Warriors has been incredible. I mean, the Warriors and the Cavaliers were absolutely the exact opposite of what made a game interesting, right? Because the, the, the Cavs would just, you know, they'd, they'd slowly drill it down, toss it to LeBron. He'd do a bunch of BS. And then finally someone would, he, he such a he'd shoot, right? Whereas the Warriors is like pop, 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 shooting threes, passing, you know, pump fakes and doing stuff, right? So that's, that's what interests me is, is teams doing something thing with the ball i'll say this i missed march madness big time no kidding i'm with you i missed the nba playoffs and how we didn't get to flow from the end of the season right into the playoffs and not skip a beat if you're the bucks baseball eh, i'm kind of i'm kind of <laughs> kind of knowing inside. it's four hours a night every single night four hours a night games used to be two hours long i'm and i'm what? i'm exaggerating it's 50 years ago but i mean seriously like like stay stay in the batter's box okay uh stay on the mound all right 15 seconds between pitches Let's get this thing moving. Um, and another thing. Yeah. The NBA playoffs, <laughs> the asterisk you ask. So this is interesting because I don't think there will be much of an asterisk or discussion if the Lakers, if the Bucks, if the Clippers win. But if some team comes out of nowhere oh, that they got great. four and a half months off and all of a sudden something yeah. clicks. I don't know. Uh, yeah. so, and somebody gets healthy, something clicks. And a team but, like the Heat wins or something like that's that. That's what makes March Madness great, right? Is that this happens, you know, not a, there's there's surprises all the time. And it's, it's what makes it entertaining. I realize it's not exactly fair, but I don't care about fair. I'm a fan. I care about entertainment. Well, and that's entertaining. And yes, for for most NBA fans, that would be entertaining if some team came out of nowhere in the league. Because it never happens, right? Um, but I think then we'll look at that champion like, okay, now why did they win? 
Because four and a half months ago, there was no shot of them beating LeBron, no shot of them beating Kawhi, no shot of them beating the Bucks, And now all of a sudden, we fast forward to October, and they win. Is this, can I ask you a question? Is, is this team you're describing, have they played LeBron, and have they played the Bucks, and have they played Toronto? To get to the title? Uh, yeah. I mean, probably, yeah. yeah. So on a court where uh, each side of the court, it, it's a flat court, um, yeah, usually. The ball bounces the same for both teams. Not the, the height of the basketball uh, of the of the ten of the, feet. Um, They're going to do ten feet, yeah. I think. Whatever yeah. the thing is, where they put the they put the ball into it, the hoop. Same thing, right? So they beat them. So why is there an asterisk? So I'm calling shenanigans. Well, because no because like the team like the 76ers, who are the sixth seed right now. What if this time off helped them gel, helped them get healthy, and now they win? The entire thing, like people hey, look back, this? they'll look back and they'll say four and a half months later. <laughs> what does that matter? Okay, yeah. I, I, I want no, no, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinion, Mike. And I was just being silly. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know that any of it is is going to matter. Here's what the media is going to do, and John and I have had this discussion. If LeBron and the Lakers win, there will be very little or no discussion about the truncated season, the the three months away. But if Toronto wins. If Denver wins, if Miami wins, maybe even if the Bucks win and the Lakers aren't there, then I think there will be a, a, a little big market LeBron bias that will say, well, Toronto wins the title. This one, we're going to kind of throw this one away. It was weird. You know, everybody was in Orlando and so-and-so was out for two weeks with the with the with the Rona and you know they just yeah. go down those th- that narrative will be talked about and it's going to be a really interesting time in Orlando because they're going to be tested every day and if yeah. Anthony Davis if um if Chris Middleton if Giannis if LeBron one of these guys sits out for two weeks because they had a positive test and right. then they they're so here's, outed here's, here's from where, the from yeah. the tournament it's a big deal yeah well, here, here, here's the real world example right the, the Houston Rockets won the championship in the mid-90s two years in a row. Correct. Uh, yeah. uh, and that was in between the Chicago Bulls winning three in a row and then winning another three in a row. So the question is, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Correct. Is yeah. that right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. The, the memory gets old. You know, when, when a lady gets older, the memory kind of, you know, <laughs> tend, it, and it's cold. It's cold in here right now. Um, uh, do, you, do you look at that? Do you put an asterisk on them? I don't, but I think a lot of people will look down their nose a little bit at those two titles, even though it was Hakeem a, and a really good and a really good Houston Rockets team, because they're going to say, "Well, Jordan was playing for the Birmingham." What, Bears. Was it a really good Rockets team? Well, that's you know, I, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, that's what she said, and uh, uh, <laughs> I, I can't I can't spell Elijah one. <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell uh, yeah, Hakeem? Let's put Hakeem. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Those were good <laughs> teams. Great. By the way, while my you're guess looking, is by the way, sixty win teams. While you're it's looking that, while you're looking, looking that up, baseball reference. Th- I'm so dumb. This, uh, <laughs> this <laughs> wrong place. Tweet, tweet came in at Heller Sports, uh, and it says to remind Owen Owen that that's yep. Nate from Sock, the inventor of the line. Hey, fellas, what's no. up? Well, n- Nate and Sock. Oh. Nate, he thinks who he said who that? said yes. it was nice to hear Owen. He's as goofy as other. As ever, he wanted to. He tweeted back in saying, "Remind Owen that I'm Nate in sock, the inventor of the line." Hey, fellas, what's up? He, he didn't invent that. He says he did. Did you remember? I got in. Oh. I walked inside your head. I know, but but and I said, "Hey, fellas, what's I mean." Up? That, so look, if the truth be told, maybe he did. I don't remember because oh, it's an inconsequential moment, uh, 106 years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I wrote the bit. 
and then that's how it became a thing. So how could he have made it up if I wrote the bit? So you wrote gonna... the bit, and then we were all walking inside your head, Mike and I. You're probably so going to Nick. You're know. probably going to get served on this because Nate has uh, has filed papers. So oh, it's a big deal. I'm just saying. Hey, Mike, can can I uh, ask you a question? You can. Thank you. Um, how, how many uh, sit-ups do you think I've done in the last four days? <laughs> um, 40. 10 a day. Zero. Uh, <laughs> I have done 400. I'm doing 100 a day. Now, let me ask what? you a question, another question. Yeah, for me, that's like 1,000. Um, I'm, I'm Joey Dadbod. Uh, how, many, how many push-ups do you do right now? Um. Are you asking what his max push-ups would be if he just dropped when, down when right in, now? When I lived in Madison, and of course I'm here in Madison right now, uh, Mike was an animal. He would do push-ups uh, with his feet on the toilet. Is that right? Is that what you would do? <laughs> Why would I do it? <laughs> no, he had I those. Would my, uh, yeah, he had the perfect push-up. Perfect uh, push-up, yes. Dealios. I could swear before that you put your feet on some chair or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I would spinning. do that, yeah. I don't. So why are you saying why would I do in the toilet? You were no, doing it in well, the toilet. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I've had bad shoulders since then, so no, I don't do all those pushups. I don't do your. Um, I don't do your four hundred sit-ups every two, four days. I, I, so why are you working out in the bathroom? That's why I was wondering why that was on the toilet. It's a weird. Who brought this up? This is stupid. You did. You yeah. did. Let me remind yeah. you. How many shower squats could you do? Hey. Uh, Wait, how many hey, Owen. Oh, can I ask squats? you a question? Um, sure. How many how many um, pull ups do you think I've done in the last week? Uh, <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, you, oh none. Correct. Good job. Oh, good job. Real question so is you, at eight seven 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 two nine ten seven. Did you know push ups anymore? <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I mean I do um, I do what I can, but I don't do them the way I used to. My shoulders are. Like, I, I got bad shoulders. I got bad shoulders. Well, what happened? Well, baseball, I suppose, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, that, that was tough on your shoulders to not start. Uh, hey, start. hey, <laughs> hey. You know what? We, ought to, we should discontinue that's, this. That's, that's true, though. <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should discontinue. We, we've so we've had a good We run. are limping toward the finish line right now. Uh, we, we were talking about this ast- these Astros, these Rockets teams, right? Do you find that? I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the rosters right here. This is Hakeem Olajuwon and a bunch of nobodies. I mean, uh, Otis Thorpe was okay. He's a rebounder. Vernon Maxwell was uh, a, a hot and cold shooter and, and kind of crazy. Uh, Robert Ory, if you if you look at championships alone, the greatest player in NBA history. Uh, and then Kenny the Jet Smith, uh, who couldn't hit the side of a barn with a with a one shooting. I mean, these these were. Yeah, these deserve asterisks. Asterisks. Oh boy! Hey, Man, thanks, that- Owen terrible hour of sports time. no i mean no, was, uh, stop. some of How it was some of it was pretty good yeah, yeah not really um, <laughs> i mean i was great you guys were terrible i was amazing uh, the one time we talked about dividing up the packers pie that was a pretty good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whose dumb idea was that yeah. thanks owen oh sorry i derailed everything no you didn't it's good i love you good to hear your voice thanks owen murphy uh, John Audius, appreciate you. Uh, take care of uh, the show tomorrow. I'm red carded. I'll see you all on Monday. Be good. Talk to you Monday on the Mike Heller Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.